0: Man, the Pod Warriors are back for a very, very special post-WrestleMania recap episode. We're joined by the Pod Wives tonight. You know, as we did this um, right after SummerSlam last year, so uh, we, we got some special guests here with us tonight. We're going to step through the entire weekend. I apologize. My throat's a little bit sore from screaming so much mm-hmm. at uh, Roman Reigns pulling off that shocking victory last night. Uh, but yeah, we're going to we're gonna basically go through from Friday till the, the Raw After Mania, and Take you through all the other hygiene we've been getting into here in Tennessee But let me start by introducing my compadre The man who makes the pod warriors possible The fig god, Jordan, what's going on, man?
1: Just sitting in the Phelps family living room To record this audio gold for you guys <laughs> Um yeah, I'm. I'm pretty dehydrated. All my tears from Cody losing. So it's gonna be an and, and the beer, one. and the booze. Yeah, and
2: yeah. the booze. The
0: we booze drank a lot bo- of the booze a,
1: and the tears. Yeah, yeah we're it flowing. A, it was a lot of flowing.
0: <laughs> yeah, Jordan kind of said we're all gathered around here in the uh, the little sitting area. Sheena's crafted here at our house. Uh, if the audio sounds a little bit different from the, the audio gold like you're used to, like Jordan mentioned, uh just know it's four of us gathered around one mic, like we're a nineties R and B group about to lay down some fire a <laughs> cappella track. So it may sound just a little bit off. We did a little sound test for you with those, so I think it, it should still be pretty decent, but just wanted to let you guys know if it sounds a little bit off. That's why. Uh, let me introduce our first special guest, the lady with the nails. You know, we plugged her big time on the regular chick photo show a couple weeks ago. So she, I know she's got a little bit of a, a niche following here with our group. It's her first time on the podcast since that moment. Ari, what's going on?
3: Not much, not much. Thank you guys for having me once again. Um, just happy to be here. <laughs>
0: And then, last but not least, the star of the Chick Foley universe, Chick Foley herself. Sheena, what's going on?
2: And new Chick Foley, Pix League champion. Don't forget, you have to. I'm going to make you acknowledge that I am the Pix League champion every time. The
0: cricket sound effect on the soundboard
2: every time that uh, you introduce me from here on out until the new champ is crowned in season five. But uh, choosing Roman, I haven't picked against Roman in the two years that he's been champ. So. I wasn't going to start with WrestleMania, and it paid off in a big way. And I am your new, fully Pix League champion. So,
0: yeah, we usually keep the Pixley League content on the main show feed. So Sheena's kind of going off brand there. So we'll save all the controversy that went in with her. I want championship. everybody to know.
2: I want Pod Warriors listeners <laughs> to know. I want Chick Fuli main show. I want Open Mic listeners to know. We'll,
0: we'll give you guys a little hook to tune into the regular uh, Chick Fuli show. We're going to do on the main feed later on this week. We'll go into all the uh, the controversy and collusion behind Sheena. Uh, coming from out of nowhere to, to steal the championship on WrestleMania weekend, like, like Seth Rollins cashing in, uh, let's do plugs real quick. Sheen, remind the listeners where they can find you on social media.
2: You can find me on Instagram at chick Foley. Marco runs our Twitter machine over at chick Foley show. You can join our Facebook group and let me beat your butt at the next chick Foley show or chick Foley picks league, uh, at chickfoley.com. You can join our Facebook group and join the next season of the picks league. I think that's all of our plugs for, uh, our chick Foley. Oh, we all obviously always follow our uh, brothers over at the pod foundation. So at pod foundation on Instagram, extra cooler show coming down the aisle and Turnbuckle tavern.
0: Ari, you want to remind the listeners where they can find your beautiful, uh, nails. Nail art. Yeah. Nail art.
3: <laughs> well, if you're so inclined, um, <laughs> you can follow me at nails by Nemi over on Instagram.
2: Uh, you know, we have a lot of, uh, you know, uh, Sweaty, sweaty men here that listen to our podcast, but a lot of those sweaty men have significant others that like to paint their nails. And
0: well, I think it. we're all figure collectors. I like just the hobby of it, man. Like that's yeah. what I really when i when I checked it out, I just really appreciated like just the
2: the aesthetics, the aesthetics
0: of it. And it was just, it's always interesting to me, like you know, getting in detail on people's hobbies. Yeah, and stuff,
2: you know? Ari helped me out. She helped me pick out a few new polishes this week. I, I need some help. I you have... need some
0: help. Yeah, you kind <laughs> of a little bit ratchet.
2: Yeah, I have like you know dirt from the garden under my fingernails. Poop. Chip, yeah chicken poop i have uh you know she's got working hands (laughs) yeah busted chipped toenail (laughs) polish you know so (laughs) i i allowed i allowed ari to help me uh get me back in check this weekend
0: I was having a, a hard time like pitching it to Ari for to to plug it because every time I'm saying like you know nails all I can think of is big boss nails boss man <laughs> yeah I'm picturing big you know six foot eight nails dude like, <laughs> there's probably people listening right now like people that are half ass listening while I'm driving they're like somebody made a whole IG account just for nails yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Uh, you should. We should start a new side project. You could like do a nail polish combo that matches like all different ring gear, or like that is inspired by like WWE legends. You know, like you could do different nail color combinations.
0: I'm stuck on this nails thing, dude. I think we need to get extra cooler to draw up a logo where it's like it's nails like behind the bars, <laughs> but it's Ari's face with like some beautifully painted fingernails like gripping the bars and stuff, dude. Nails. <laughs> no,
2: I, I'm here for it.
0: I think that's gold. Man. Yeah. All right, let's let's uh, let's get into the show. So, again, we're going to kind of step through all the wrestling we saw on screen and then let you guys behind the curtain with some of the hijinks that the uh, the Pod Warriors were into over the weekend. So, first off, uh, tell us about the, the road trip out here, man. You guys broke it up over two nights, right?
1: Yeah, so we uh, started last Thursday. We went from uh, Omaha to Columbia, Missouri, which is about a five-hour drive. Um, stayed in a hotel and then got up early on Friday morning and finished the drive to... Old Oakland, Tennessee. So, yeah. Oakland,
2: Tennessee. Was it everything that you pictured it would be? Was is Oakland as grand as you envisioned it? I mean,
1: my second visit's just been a real treat. Let yeah. me tell you, like it, it, this city is just booming. Yeah, it's just growing and growing. <laughs> like I, I'm pretty sure there was a new cornfield this time when I drove in.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, everything was sprouting. All the beans, all the corn.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful
0: down here. What was your first impression, Ari? And what was your first time being here?
2: A lot of wide open
4: space.
0: <laughs> so let's go back to the road trip, man. We need details. What were you guys? What was? What were the snacks in the uh, in the Ford Explorer, man? On the way over here,
1: the old exploder. Oh yeah, we had a rental car and it was an exploder. So the the road trip was already off to a bad start before we even got going. Um, I, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of stuff. We every time we'd stop at the gas station, we'd get some. We stopped at a quick trip and. Uh, I think we're right outside Kansas City and got some uh roller grillers, the Hell Buffalo yeah. chicken oh, yeah. and the Hell, yeah. taquitos. Seth and Seth had never been to a quick trip until we went to Nashville and he was quite impressed. I had neither me
2: and Ari I was like, What am I gonna get here? There's like everything. It is impressive. Yeah. If you've
1: never been to a quick trip, it is a impressive gas station. They have tons of food items and stuff. So yeah. it's it's really cool. But um but as far as snacks, we had some sunflower seeds and stuff like that. When you break it up into two days, it makes it a whole lot easier. So any interesting uh, restaurant choices on the way? Oh, You know, we had to hit Waffle House. so We hit Waffle House Friday morning before we um, head out. And then uh, we hit White Castle on Thursday night. So you bookended you book
2: your trip with Waffle House. You started yeah. with Waffle House, and then you guys just ate at the Waffle it. House just a few minutes ago. We it so. with
1: Waffle House. Yeah, Nebraska doesn't have any Waffle House, so we have to really treat ourselves when we're on I don't the road. Blame you. Yeah, you got to pay homage, man. It's like you're making a pilgrimage to
0: this uh, this cathedral of fine yeah. dining, man. Redneck Hibachi. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, what about what, – what's you guys' game plan for – because I know you guys got uh, Zoe, who's a little bit older than our kids. We can kind of just impose our will on our kids with what's going on on the radio. What's the radio situation on the drive?
1: Uh, we usually listen to a couple podcasts. Okay. Um, I, I'm the DJ the whole way, like – Ariel will have a say if there's something that's really not great, but the, for the most part, it's what I want to listen to since I'm driving the And you'll typically time. go podcasts. Podcast, and then I always have like mixes and stuff made for road trips. Like, he's five got his hour mix mixes. He's got a, he's
2: got a CD with got, his Sharpie. I, I, written I got on my 2002
1: it. Junior High mixed, or yeah, junior he had, Mix Sergeant. Yeah, he had same. all the WWE
2: I'm, theme songs on a CD. I'm
1: thinking you made a CD
0: just for this road trip, man. Like, maybe like five or six weeks ago, and you've just been saving it. You know, yeah, a couple I've times you were about to, to, listen to listen to it, and you're like, no, you know what? I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna save it for the trip. I mean, no, there, there is
1: a Tennessee Road Trip uh, playlist saved in <laughs> nice. Walking in Memphis is the number one song in there, so it's it's on repeat the entire way. Once we get close, <laughs> dude, we need to.
0: We, we, maybe I can mess with the soundboard. Maybe we need to make that the outro for this uh, this episode because Jordan fucking loves that song, guys. If you didn't know that. Well, like I'm pretty sure at his funeral. Like we're gonna be playing Walking in Memphis for whatever reason, even though he's never lived there, dude. This man gets moved by that song. We listened to it today when we we're going out to eat, and I looked over and there's a little gangster tear going down his cheek as it's hitting the the crescendo.
3: Did he an you with it?
0: He has <laughs> before, yeah. He has before. He was a little bit more restrained with the uh, with you guys in the car, I think. But, yeah, I've definitely heard him singing Walking in Memphis before.
1: I, mean, I sang it on the NWA road trip. I knew. I was sure. going to say, twice. I was
2: definitely. I heard you guys talking about being serenaded on Tom the road
1: trip. I think mm-hmm. I, I serenaded Seth the whole way. <laughs> okay. I. Uh,
0: I like listen to podcasts when I drive, like ninety five percent of the time. But if it's on a road trip for whatever reason, I like to get the tunes going. Man, yeah. I feel like it just it kind of keeps me more alert and like powers me through. Like you know, changing the songs every yeah. couple minutes and stuff. Like, yeah. So that's pretty much the only time I really listen to music a whole lot when I'm driving. Um. All right. So you guys got here Friday midday. What do we do Friday after they got here?
2: We just chilled out, and then we and then um, a freaking Ring of Honor came on like soon after you guys got here, right? No,
1: well, that was in the evening, and, dude. Me and, we and Seth did a years. quick uh, fig hunt and stuff and grabbed some groceries. We, went, we had the storms coming through.
2: Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah, we had tornado warnings. Yeah, Friday was kind of crazy. She already yeah. blacked
0: out on Friday in case yeah. you guys didn't notice. That, yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh, you guys got here? Then ring of water started."
2: <laughs> I, I, we totally, did have, you I totally know, blacked out the tornado warnings.
0: I don't think we talked about it on the pod. We talked about it in the Facebook group, man. Some of the disaster that's followed us anytime Jordan and us joined forces. Our rooster did pass away within about an hour of Jordan stepping on fault. foot on property. It's always just coincidence. It's never anything that you like directly tie. Like, you know, Jordan, you did this. Yeah. But- it's always something. So thoughts and prayers for Norm.
2: And then, uh, yeah, and then all of a sudden, you know, we get these tornadoes coming through uh, all around us, it's right? Like a so we're just like, twister, yeah, right, it was right. just like, holy shit! Sirens going off everywhere. Uh, so yeah, thankfully we survived. You know, it, it hit some surrounding areas, but we didn't. We but, didn't get any damage. Yeah, Latin, right.
1: the town that Jordan and Ari were in just that afternoon. Yeah, we went there like five hours earlier. We were in a, the town of Covington, is the name of it, yeah, and they, got uh, they had a liquor too. store, and it just got absolutely demolished. So. Yeah, man, it's it's crazy the death and destruction that follows me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be some more storms tomorrow night. This is
0: the I'm this gone. is it's, this is right after the Monday night raw after WrestleMania. We're recording this. If you're stumbling on this down the road. Um Yes, yeah, so we'll see. Maybe those storms just chase Jordan all the way out of town. Uh and then let's get to our first in ring action, man. Ring of Honor. Uh I was a little bit underwhelmed by the show, man. It was there were there were some bright spots, but I thought this was going to be like you know a chance to be the show of the weekend.
1: Well, let's talk about it a little bit. I uh, numerous times I looked up and either someone had their eyes closed or we were all four on our phones at the exact yeah. same time.
4: Yeah, well, There was not
1: a lot of us paying attention to this show. Um, it started off okay. I mean, Commander and Vikingo was good. The problem is, is I feel like that show really died after. Mark Briscoe loss. Yeah. I think that just, killed yeah, it.
2: that took the air out of the room.
1: Yeah. Man. It just, it killed the entire show. I mean, it wasn't a bad show. It just, when you're on a WrestleMania weekend, SuperCard of honor show, like you're expecting greatness. I mean, that show has given us Hardys and um, young bucks before. And, yeah, it just it, it was a pretty big letdown for me. Also,
0: I think in its defense, we were all pretty much preoccupied with the weather situation here. Yeah,
1: you know, we were, were
2: preoccupied the with the weather, every, and the kids were up yeah. running around. There was there was a lot was a of uh, yeah, there was a lot of stuff going on here. And also, like you said, um, you know, Mark Briscoe didn't win, and I wanted Eddie Kingston to win. I don't know if that was like a you know that out there pick, but I was like, dude, it's just time. Like you know, he—I could totally see him as ring of honor champion like they're never gonna let him get the aew championship he's had he's had so many moments where you think like dude this could be this could be his moment and it never happens and then
1: with the moments yeah it's all
2: about the moments moments. and they didn't let eddie kingston get over either so i was kind of just like wah wah
1: i'm gonna tell you uh i'm gonna give you guys a little peek behind the curtain i look over and Seth's grabbing his laptop as he's sitting right next to me and like we are having weather problems and stuff, and Seth turns on the laptop and it's got weather on it. He's like, Damn, man, I was just trying to watch SmackDown, and this weather report came across. I was like, oh, Yeah, man. it was our this re- is how Ring of Honor was going. <laughs> Seth was trying to watch SmackDown. It, I
0: mean, it was the go home show for WrestleMania, they've been hyping up Roman and Cody having yeah. one last showdown. Obviously, that's been very tense. I was looking for any little glimmer of hope that maybe Roman was going to, uh, Retain on Sunday night, but yeah, it was nothing but the fucking Doppler Radar, Weather Center, whatever it is, whatever, whatever that shit is, dude. so, um, yeah, and then we watched GCW, like I said, I, I think one, my takeaway from GCW and Ring of Honor, Vikingo was basically salvage
1: those shows to make them, make them passable and not just straight up, you know, snooze fest. Yeah, because we only made it, we didn't even finish GCW, it got pretty late, and...
2: I, we, I crashed out before the yeah, main event of yeah, ROH. Yeah, we didn't
1: even make it ROH, yeah. but, um... We watched GCW and we made it through the Maki Ito, Nick Gage versus uh, Bussy, and it just. I don't know, man. It might have been we were just gas from traveling, but yeah. Seth even said he was done with it. So
0: it was cool, but it was it was just your typical GCW show. It wasn't anything special. It paled in comparison to that show we saw in Nashville back in uh, back in July for yeah. sure.
1: The problem is it wasn't even your typical GCW show. There was nothing that was like putting it over the top. Like you watch GCW to see the spots, like yeah. Yeah. that's why you watch GCW, and there was none of it. They were going hard on the quirky
0: comedy stuff.
1: You know, yeah. we saw a doll give a guy a german suplex that was uh, the yeah, best
0: part of the that show that happened wow yeah um saturday morning we woke up shout out to the uh arlington panthers you know I'm, I'm the head coach i'm basically like the bill belichick of youth soccer we went out and just slaughtered these poor little kids 14 to zip we got this new kid on our team uh named micah who's just a freaking prodigy man i think he had about eight goals so yeah yeah it was a great we went undefeated last season also so a great way to uh to To start the year, what what you guys think of your uh, your youth soccer experience you got on Saturday?
1: Well, it, it, um, he did say fourteen to zero, and if this gives you any peek behind the curtain of how bad the other team was, one of the kids uh, walked past Ari and she had a pet t- a little uh, tiger in her lap, and he goes, "Ooh, nice tiger!" Yeah, it was my daughter's. In it was my daughter's
2: stuffed uh, my daughter's like plush tiger, and Ari was holding it, and this the adorable little like ginger kid came by. And he said, "Ooh." Ooh, nice tiger and he came by and he said it. he said
0: it then he kind of like got back in the mix in the game for a couple seconds then he turns around again he's like that's a nice that's tiger. a nice tiger <laughs> just kept
1: looking at it
2: yeah
1: like the game is going on at, at this time and
2: he's he's still, he's the little kid that uh you know he would like back up like 15 feet off the ball when he was gonna go kick it and bounce wind he up. would like get, he would get a wind up running start you know yeah, he started he,
0: three feet he
2: started the game with tears in his eyes he was crying <laughs> so yeah there was there was a lot of hijinks it um, may be a
0: good strategy for the rest of the season you putting some really enticing stuffed animals there on um, the not- to distract their yeah. kids because one thing, like I know next to nothing about soccer. I think that if it's one thing I've done well as a coach, though, is we have instilled like a nice competitiveness in our team. So, like they genuine they generally stay pretty focused on the game. Yeah. Like the rest of these kids, I don't even think they know. And they care about soccer. the score
2: and stuff. Like you know, the league doesn't keep
0: score. They don't There's keep like
2: score, no yeah. no winners, no losers. We're kind of breaking know? the rules
0: by me yeah. and Carrie, the guys who's coach. We're kind of breaking the rules a little bit by actually like even mm-hmm. you know telling them like you know what the score is and stuff and yeah. everything. But the kids love it. Yeah. Winning's fun.
2: Winning is fun, yeah. dude. Yeah.
0: All right, and then we went uh, bowling, which that was pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, I think I was robbed. I think if we would have finished that second game, I would have left no, the championship. I was
2: killing the game, dude. I got, out. I had two strikes and a spare out of five frames, you know. And then it cut us off, and I was like, well, "Son was a of a," no, this
1: was this is the second game. I did terrible bad. the first. They're game They're all burying was, the first yeah. game. Uh, <laughs> I finished first. The Midwesterners came in and wiped the floor with us on our home turf. It was embarrassing. I'm
2: pretty sure my, uh, well, I mean, granted, uh, my son Brett, they had the bumpers on, but I'm, he scored more points than me on when bowling.
1: I mean, I, I did do a sin though. I uh, bowled without drinking, so yeah. my Midwesterner friends are not going to be thrilled. with But that. we
0: tried to drink, dude. Like we're <laughs> at this is like a pretty nice bowling alley, right? Like it's—I uh, wouldn't say it's like upscale, but it is like it's not like some slummy bowling. Alley. It was a nice spot. And it was, what, like, 1 o'clock in the
1: afternoon, right? It was, one, it was 1.05 when we started bowling.
0: Yeah, 1.05, and me and Jordan go to get around, and the chick's like, oh, you guys got to come back in, like, 20 minutes. I'm not ready yet. I'm like, it ain't like we're, like, right there. Is this place is <laughs> opening, wow. dude. This is 1 in the afternoon, man. I couldn't even get a beer while you're bowling. Like, bowling's, like, the one place where you
1: want to get, like, a pitcher, that's right? What,
2: that's what happens yeah. when you live in the Bible Belt, dude. Yeah. They,
1: between, don't, they don't
2: prioritize the, uh, the boozing.
1: Between golf and bowling, like, the only uh, – Competition is how much beer you can drink while you do it. I, I don't really care about what I score. I just want to drink as much as possible to make myself better or think I'm better at it.
3: Maybe that's why you bought something.
1: Time. Yeah, maybe oh, that might, yeah. be, it. That might you had, be it. You had the focus, yeah. He had this talent the whole time, dude. Well, I mean it. Seth immediately started talking crap as we started. That's what though. I do. It, he's like, Oh man, your family's here. They're gonna I can't believe you're doing this in front of them. They're gonna be embarrassed. And then right after that, two strikes and a spare. Yeah, uh, I was giving Seth the double birds the entire S- way. Seth, back.
2: Said, Seth says your family's gonna be embarrassed as he goes up to the uh <laughs> to the guy who's running the little, you know, the bowling parlor and says, Can I get a six pound ball? Dude. You know,
1: that's what
0: I'm saying. If I would have had that six-pound ball in the first game, I would have won, man. I'm a finesse bowler, dude. I'm not going out there sending those pins flying. I'm all about the accuracy and the precision. And that six-pound They don't even, they don't even stock
2: it. the six-pound balls. You have to go ask them for the ask yeah. the ball for the kids. Yeah,
0: I, hey, I'm, I had the will to win to walk my happy ass
1: up there and ask for that <laughs> kids ball so I could play. There's a nice bowling alley in Omaha. It registers like how fast you roll the ball. Like it registers your wow. speed. Wow. Sheena chucks the ball like she I thought. You. I chucked the host, ball man. like Sheena chucks the ball just as hard as I do. Boulders, I, I, every dude. time yeah. I look up, I'm like, damn, they don't show speeds because I just wanted to see, because anything under eight does not register on the thing. So I wanted to see me and you register and then Seth went up there and, and it just <laughs> says zero. And
2: then you register. <laughs> yeah. Well.
1: Well. That was, still, was still, going, still, going backwards. backwards. <laughs> yeah, that
2: was going backwards. backwards. Yeah, I'm a brute. I can't help it. I'm not not a finesse person by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah,
0: anytime I try to put any kind of stank on it when I'm throwing it, it just never works out. So that's why I just try to go, like, nice and stay down the middle. But the problem is I always – and Jordan also wants to point out, I'm like the man at knocking down, like, seven, eight, nine pins on the first one and then left Mm -hmm. with, like, you know, a tough spare. Yeah. Yeah. Bowling's fun. I I enjoy it the two or three times I go a year. It is a good time. And that was the kid's first time going, so we have to add that to the mix of family activities uh you guys we we skipped it man you guys had your first whataburger experience so give us the review uh no holds barred whataburger is not a sponsor we don't we don't have an official restaurant of the chick-fil-a show so if you're out there and hearing this and you want to join in feel free but you can go gloves
1: off on whataburger because i know you got some thoughts so i seth said the chicken sandwich was really good and i was like man we're going to whataburger like i'm not ordering a chicken sandwich and by the time we got there, I was like, all right, I'm going to order a burger and a chicken sandwich because I got to try both. I am a big yeah. dude, too. So a, a chicken sandwich yeah, and a burger. It no, was no problem. It, it's no problem. I'm yeah, you housing. don't know when you're getting this again. So yeah. you got to get your shit in when yeah. you can't. I'm housing both of those. So I ate the chicken sandwich first. That was a giant fucking mistake because the chicken sandwich was far superior to the burger. Like the burger was like. I don't know, man. It was just like a. It was almost like a Mondo McDonald's burger to me. Like, did you get a?
2: Did you get a uh, single or a double? I got a double. Double,
1: because I feel like a double is really where you can tell like the quality of a burger. Yeah, yeah. I was going to
2: ask because, like, you know, it does feel like doubles kind of
1: become the standard. Yeah, yeah. Because they are
2: like the smash burger patties. Yeah,
1: so you like you need a double to get a good feel for Mm -hmm. it. And man, I just took I took the first bite of it and I was like, man, this is this hype. The chicken sandwich was ten times better than the burger to me. So. If you feel like the burger is better than the chicken sandwich at Whataburger, I'm I'm sure our friendship isn't going to go very well. So you're <laughs> saying Whataburger is just a burger. Whataburger is just a Whataburger chicken.
0: Yeah. The, what a ch- the grilled <laughs> Whataburger chicken is delicious. What'd you think of it, Ari?
3: I like to have the spicy chicken sandwich. Yeah. That's what I and had. as far as spicy chicken sandwiches go, it's pretty good. It's
4: good.
0: Yeah. I, I grew up in Texas, so I'm, you know, Whataburger has been a thing for me really my whole life. And I don't know... The first time I went when I was a kid, I was probably like 10 years old, the grilled wood of chicken. Um, stood out to me on the menu, and I got it, and that's all I've gotten since then. I've probably eaten Whataburger a hundred times, and I've never ordered a cheeseburger from there. I've always gotten the grilled water chicken with cheese.
2: Yeah, well, I I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but that chicken sandwich I got from Slim Chickens today, I want to say that was better than the freaking a chicken. That yeah. was better than the water chicken. Yeah.
0: So I go with the grilled water chicken. Ari and Chino both got the crispy I got the chicken. Crispy. I can't mm-hmm. coast that one. Doesn't got the official Seth like five star step approval. I like to get the grilled. Um, chicken sandwich, which is interesting because I typically don't really like grilled chicken that no, much. No, I
2: was going to say, I've never seen you just like eat a piece of grilled chicken or like, you know, order a grilled chicken sandwich. So, yeah, the fact that you like the grilled of chicken so much is surprising to me. And I don't, I don't, I mean, maybe I need to try. I'll, I'll take your word for it. I'll try the grilled chicken next time. And
3: yeah, I'd like to give delicious. a shout, shout out to the spicy ketchup. Oh, so I've never yes. had spicy ketchup. And that was a big.
2: You like the spicy ketchup set?
0: Yeah, it's good. Okay. Check, your, check your Walmarts. That's Whataburger's like signature condiment, and
1: you can get it like in the in the bottle. At That's some, surprising. I do not know. I if didn't, it's know nationwide you, I didn't distribution, think you liked jalapeno. It's definitely not nationwide. It, it is only in places that yeah. have Whataburger.
2: Interesting. Yeah, maybe you guys
0: can up uh, hit up a Walmart on the way out of town, man. Grab you a couple bottles for the road. All right, so we we'll get back, we uh we got everything set up for the outdoor theater. First time we've opened up the outdoor theater for yeah. wrestling so far this year. And we watched, or no, I think we watched the AEW show. The last AEW show we did too. Yeah, no second yeah time. you're right. Yeah, you're but right. first time Jordan getting to watch wrestling on the back porch here. It's nice ambiance. You got the chickens still milling about, goats doing their thing. Uh, and it was night one of WrestleMania. First off, let's go through the, uh, you know, everybody always wants to know the food and drink menu. We had just a smorgasbord. Of, uh, of mixed drinks, we had some Maker's Mark mixed in there, all kinds of craft beer. But uh, tell us through the food situation. She and Sheena kind of had some timing issues on the, uh, the the dinner plans.
2: Yeah, so I kind I was out in the yard doing like you know gardening and stuff. Like and, d- and when
0: Sheena gets out doing her her farm chores, like she gets in the zone. Like it's straight up tunnel vision. Like there could be like World War Three breaking out <laughs> throughout. the Zombies are invading the neighborhood. She'd be like the person in the movies, like when the zombie invasion's been going on for like four hours and they're just totally oblivious to it. That's Sheena out in the backyard, like yeah. you know. Digging up roots or something. <laughs> digging up roots yeah. or
2: something. Yeah, that's it. Um, And, yeah, so I, w- I don't know what I was thinking. Um, And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, shit, it's like 6 o'clock, dude. Like, I need to get this freaking dinner plan started. And I was making wings, which wings are pretty quick to make, right? We're frying them in lard. <laughs> Had
0: to get the lard. To get that was, lard. That was a whole situation this weekend. Yeah,
2: the lard situation. Um, Me and Jordan said lard probably, like, how many times this weekend? Like 75, 100? At least, at least, um, if you've never fried, like get rid of your canola oil, people. Get rid of the canola oil. Fry in lard or tallow or something. Get some sort of animal fat on your wings, and it, it is it is life changing. But yeah. getting back to where we were, I was doing them outside, so I could just you know be out there with my friends. Also, not smoke out the house and make it smell like a freaking fryery in here. So yeah, for and it was kind of cold. So my uh, my greet my. There's a serious
0: breeze coming through. My
2: lard wasn't getting as, as high as I needed it to. So it was taking the wings a little longer to fry. And uh, Just one
0: thing that chaps my ass is some lukewarm lard. It's
2: yeah. some lukewarm <laughs> lard. Yeah. It was, it was really, it really was. It was like pissing me off. I was like, come on, dude. So anyway, it took a little longer. So I was like watching um, WrestleMania on the phone as I'm going back and forth in and out of the house. Uh, so yeah, but we got them all and the wings were freaking delicious, right? We did an Old Bay flavored wing and we did a regular standard. Hot wing. I use Frank's hot sauce with a little bit of Worcestershire sauce and, you know, obviously some grass-fed butter up in there. And um, I added a little bit of truff hot sauce in there, mm,
0: too. Just, just to, a little dash of Just truff.
2: to, yeah, kick it up and give it a little bit of extra umami and a little bit of extra heat, too, so.
0: Yeah, Sheena's wings are on point. They're really good. Um, facts. facts. Go. I already
2: said facts. <laughs>
0: and the fries, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The other good thing about using the lard, like, you, <laughs> to go back <laughs> to the lard, because, yeah, like I said, we talked, there's been a lot of lard talk in the house this weekend. <laughs> Dude, it's going to make your food go further, dude, because, like... Uh, you know, normally I'm like a, a 10 to 12 piece kind of guy, dude, but you eat six of those lard wings, like you're cooked, dude. Like you're Lardwings. good to go for at least a couple hours, man. Yeah. And the fries too. So yeah, what animal- do you, Could you tell the difference on
1: the lard yeah, wings? Yeah, I, and- I only ate 14 lard wings and I'm <laughs> normally a 20 to 24 <laughs> winger.
2: But you you broke that up into like two servings, right? Like Yeah, you were I only at, ate
1: eight on the first serving. Exactly. He said he one. could eat like
2: 10, 12 on the first. Yeah, the, the animal fat is satiating. It's good for you and uh, it makes your food taste good. Yeah, so that, I wanna that give-
1: hot lard really goes a long way. Yeah. That's right. Do you want to
0: give a plug to your preferred brand of larching?
2: Oh, I mean, I-, I prefer to like find a local farmer and get, get you know, Pig fat and, and render ones, it. Give yourself us
0: something and, that anybody co- you know, this is an international damn podcast here. Give us something that anybody can go to their grocery store and find.
2: Fatworks yeah. is a good is a good brand. <laughs> <God>. <laughs>
1: <As> they- <laughs> fat works the Fat
0: Works Lard. <laughs> if there's anybody from Fat Works Lard listening right now, reach out to AskChickFoley at gmail.com for sponsorship opportunities. We'd be happy to make you the yeah, official there, lard of the Chick You Foley
2: can store. just but you can just Google it though. So find find lard. If it's pastured lard, it's it's better. But I mean any lard is better. Even if you get like the snow cap lard from Kroger. It's going to be better than um, than canola oil, so yeah. But FatWorks is a good is a good high quality brand, um, and they make you know tallow, duck fat, goose fat, all kinds of stuff. So you can you can fry all your shits in animal fats.
1: Some delicious lard. Some delicious
2: lard.
0: Lard, lardomania. Lardomania uh, episode. <laughs> all right, uh, let's get into night one of WrestleMania. First off, what did you guys think of the uh, the stadium and the set design this year?
1: It was cool. Um, They did a good job making it Hollywood. Um, The only thing I was a little bit disappointed with was uh, the posters that were on the like um, separate screens and stuff. I Mm -hmm. thought they were gonna like play into the entrances and stuff, and they did it all. It just just turned into a bigger screen, is Mm -hmm. all it was. So. That was a bit disappointing, but overall, it was cool, and that stadium's awesome, so I think you could basically do anything in that stadium, it's going to look cool.
0: Yeah, stadium looks spectacular. I'm with you. I thought they were going to stick with the, the movie theater theme and kind of tailor everything around that, but yeah, it kind of just turned into standard, standard yeah. Titan Trons. All right, first match, my boy. I think I'm definitely the highest on this guy on the chick fil show. Austin Theory beats John Cena relatively clean. You know, I had a little, little straight nut shot in there, but for the most part, this was just a straight-up match. And uh, John Cena took the L against Austin Theory. What did you guys think of this one?
2: I I don't know. I mean, I, I wasn't surprised that he went over Cena, but I, I don't know. I was surprised because they had, like, Cena had all this, like, heartfelt, like, good feelings. Like, brought out all the Make-A-Wish kids and everything. I was like, oh, yeah, Cena's winning this one. They like, had a whole – Hands down. Uh,
0: his whole intro was about how he's done the most wishes. Yeah. Anybody ever yeah, did. so they, like, awesome. did all
2: this, like, you know, philanthropic entrance for, for John Cena. And uh, then, yeah, then he got beaten by – Freaking Austin theory, but I mean WWE high on Austin theory. He beat Ray Mysterio tonight on Raw, so something something's happening there.
3: What I wish would have been like I wish John Cena
2: would have won. Huh? Yeah, Cena. somebody should say I wish. I, I want to see not just I want to see John Cena at WrestleMania. <laughs> I want to see John Cena win at WrestleMania. That needs to be your wish, kid. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, I don't know why the they could had
0: they totally could have had Cena beat him last night and then lose it back on Raw just yeah. to start off
1: WrestleMania with like a feel good moment. I feel like we shouldn't gloss over the Cena thing too much, though, dude. The dude has done 400 wishes. Like, what a human being to do that much. I mean, As big as he is, especially now, like, dude, he, I mean, it's mm-hmm. weird to say, but he is way bigger than wrestling at this point. Like, yeah, definitely. Him as a humanitarian, now he's a movie star and all that stuff. John Cena's just a good dude, like everyone is going to miss him when he's like finally for permanently gone. I mean, I personally miss him already. Like I I like having John Cena around. I feel like you can heat John Cena for any match at any point. Well, I mean, you saw, I mean, they were,
2: they were cheering the hell out of him. That was a lot of his reaction. Yeah. So I mean, people, I think people do, do already feel that, you know what I mean? Even though he's not officially like gone from WWE or like in the hall of fame or any of that kind of stuff. Like uh, people do, feel his presence being gone, and they, they appreciate him a lot more now when he comes back.
1: But to answer your question, uh, I didn't have any feelings about Austin Theory winning <laughs> other than I still hate Austin Theory. <laughs> I want
2: to go back to a few episodes ago when when Seth was, like, so low on Austin Theory and just play these side by side. That was before, Summer, I mean, it was before SummerSlam. SummerSlam. I've been on yeah. the Austin
0: This is nothing new. I've been on the mm-hmm. Austin Theory train for eight months, and I admitted I was wrong about him because, yeah. I yeah, I used to not be able to stand it, but I think he's the man. I think he's probably the brightest prospect of all the young guys on the roster. Right now, uh, so I was up in like tending to the kids and helping Cena doing shit like between matches. Did they give Cena any kind of curtain call or anything, or no?
4: It, it just, just ended
0: and fade normal. to black. Yep, get the first of two hundred commercials we got throughout the night. <laughs> yeah, this was definitely the most like commercialized WrestleMania ever. Like, felt like every single instant replay, everything
1: we saw, they had was everything was sponsored they said by it something. Broke the record from last year's Mania for the highest commercial. Wow. Yep.
0: Get that money. All right. Up next, we had the <laughs> WrestleMania Showcase Tag Team Match. We've had some debate going here in the house. Definitely chime in. Let's know what you guys thought. Was the Showcase Match meaningless? I think it was at least a decent way to get the guys on the, on the show. I would have rather seen the Andre the Giant Battle Royale, but what do you guys think of having these uh, these two Showcase Matches on the both nights of Mania?
1: I mean, the men's one was fantastic. I I love the men's one. I thought it was really good. It got all those guys some time, and I was really down on this one and the women's one going into it. But, yeah, the men's one delivered. The women's one, uh, we can scrap that one. Uh, We don't need to do that again. I mean, Shane and Ronda won, and I think they wrestled for a combined minute in that match. So I think that tells you all you need to know about that one. Street Profits got the dub. Do we think they're actually gonna break up anytime soon? Or are they just are they starting to look like tag team wifers at this point? I hope not, man, because Montez needs to be on his own. Me and Sheena actually talked about it why Seth was putting the kids down tonight while we were watching Raw. Um they they gotta break Montez out. I know that's gonna screw Dawkins, but Montez is just a star, man. Yeah like it. If if he elimination, showed elimination yeah, chamber, if yeah. that showed us anything, man, th- this dude is a star. I, they just got to get him away from Dawkins. I know it sucks, but they do, man. I'm thinking maybe they're just, uh, maybe
0: they just wait until they get some good creative lined up for him so that yeah. way it can be really meaningful when it does happen. Third match of the night, we saw our favorite wrestler, Seth freaking Rollins, defeat Logan Paul. What did you guys think of uh, Logan Paul's homage to HBK on his entrance? Shocking. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I yeah. literally can't believe they let him do that. Yeah. Um, it was cool, but I, I thought we were done with zipline things at this point. I mean, it was yeah. less of a zipline, more of like a, a line that just happened to be carrying him. I mean, it really wasn't a normal zipline. It line. wasn't a traditional It was like line. the the, uh, the cable cam they used yeah. for, the for the NFL, camp.
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. The may sky been cam. Same, yeah, it may have been that same cable. It's an it NFL stadium. It could have been. Yeah. And uh, what about Seth's entrance? What do you guys think of it?
2: I mean, Seth, I mean, he was dripping, dude. He, all red, puffy robe situation with the Jeff Jarrett um, entrance gear underneath. Like, yeah, I thought he looked amazing.
1: I told Seth they just did it just so they could use that Jeff Jarrett uh, mold that they wasted <laughs> yeah, on the Ultimate Edition. Exactly. That. We spent now. way
2: too much money on this thing. We're going to find a way to use it.
1: Yeah, I mean, his entrance gear was loud and it was cool. I mean, it's everything you've come to know and love about this Seth Rollins now. So, I, I love Seth's entrance. I thought the conductor was cool and all that oh, stuff. Oh, the conductor so. was awesome. Yeah, I mean, it was it was really good.
2: There was a video of Becky seeing uh, Seth's entrance gear for the first jealous, time. Yeah. yeah, she was like, I'm so
1: jealous. I didn't feel like that match was like as over the top as I thought it was going to be, though. Yeah, I thought same. that was going to be like... Uh, almost an instant classic Because I, I just figured they'd have so many crazy spots But it was still really good, it's a it good just, match, it it was just a good, a good match. match It wasn't what I was expecting, honestly
0: I got a little bit of a mild take, man I think I'm starting to be over this version of Seth's character I kind of want to see him go back to more of like the 2019, 2020 Like we have more of a mean streak. Was more competitive. I just feel like he's goofing off right now. Every time he's out there, he's
1: not winning a title with this. Yeah, the, he's not he's winning a main change. title with this. Yeah, enigma gimmick or whatever you want to call it. It's just it's not happening. I mean, you're you're exactly right. I cannot picture Seth Rollins walking out with a Universal title wearing whatever the hell he was wearing tonight with a bunch of faces on it and stuff. I'm just. I mean, I'm all for fashion and stuff, but dude, it, it just it's so out there now.
2: Yeah, I don't think. I mean, the fashion's one thing. It's the it's the mannerisms and the, you know, the delivery of his promos and stuff like that. Like I don't care if I mean, I could see him wearing, you know, over the top like high fashion couture gear and all that kind of stuff. That that stuff's cool with me, but yeah, that he does have to tone down like the the goofiness a little bit.
0: But but like that's it. an easy fix, I yeah, think. Yeah, it is. I, I liked it as like a detour for the last year, but I think it's time for something I mean, to get better more than, serious. You so. know,
2: poking out freaking Rey Mysterio's eyeballs,
0: you
1: know, like <laughs> everything's better than that. <laughs> yeah. All
0: right, let's get into uh Jordan's dream match. Trish and Lita back at WrestleMania. They team with Becky Lynch to defeat damage control. Yeah. All we right. had to keep
2: we had to keep a check on Jordan's pulse during this match. <laughs> we had a heart monitor
0: hooked up. Yeah, we had the heart match. monitor. We were going to cut the TV off if he got too excited. Yeah. as it was going. Hey,
1: so Trish comes out and just got on the suspenders. I was like, oh man, she just redid her look from. Um WrestleMania Hollywood last time and then right after I said it they said it and everybody just looked at me. I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. I know what's going on. Yeah, here.
0: we we learned this weekend that Jordan has an intense suspender fetish.
1: <laughs> no, it's yeah. it's only with Trish though. It has yeah. nothing to do with the suspenders. <laughs> it's just the Trish suspenders. I'm it's,
0: sending you pictures of suspenders anytime soon. So like IRS, is oh, he one of your favorite yeah. like male wrestlers?
1: What about doesn't Just doesn't make sure um, I'm not in public, okay? okay. Just at least make sure I'm at home.
2: Yeah, doesn't um Butch wear a suspenders suit or what what's his name? Freaking um Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn. Yeah. Peter yeah. Dune. Yeah, I'm
1: a big Peter Dune fan. Yeah. Maybe it is a suspenders. You guys might be onto something. That's right. But yeah, Trish looked like a million dollars. That's all we really need to say about this match. It wasn't good.
0: Yeah, I think uh, Lita. It's time for her to make her feel. I just worry about her getting hurt, man. She seems like she's just. She's got like the Matt Hardy type movement when she's in the ring. Looks almost like it's like wooden or
1: something. I said it during this match. Like it's pretty crazy. Trish can come back after five years of not wrestling and look like she hasn't really yeah. lost much. Dude, Lita has been wrestling off and on for the last three years, and she doesn't look like she's been wrestling off and on for the last yeah. t- two or three years. It's just it's it's a lot of like hesitation and stuff when she does anything. So I don't know. It, it was it was okay for what it was. It was
2: okay. And I also think that the lack of excitement for damage control lately made this match a little bit flat too. They're it's just, dead. Yeah, damage control's dead in the water, man. Yeah, they
0: got beat against Night on Raw. Like I said, I don't know why damage control is even a thing anymore at this point. Yeah. Alright, up next we had the second ever father versus son match at WrestleMania, Ray versus Dom.
2: I thought this was I, I was very sports entertained by this match. I thought it was super fun. I actually picked Dominic to win. Um, I should have known that they were gonna have Ray Mysterio win with Hall of Fame and all that kind of stuff, but I figured it was gonna be sort of a passing of the torch type of situation or like a, you know, I don't know. Just a, a, a nod of like, yeah, here you go, kid.
0: This is what I expected. I just I don't think Dom's there yet for the passive of torch moment. I, I think we're gonna get that maybe even at Mania next year, but not this year. But yeah, I thought this was like pure WrestleMania sports entertainment. All the interference worked, all the big spots worked. It was just just a really fun. Both
2: match. of their entrances were really Absolutely fun too. Awesome. I love the jail entrance, and I loved Ray's uh, you know tributes like Eddie and like all the all the stuff. I thought that was really cool. The
1: only thing I did not like about this match is the Aaliyah. Part where she was holding the red solo yeah. cup, and you could just tell they were doing something with the red solo. Yeah, I was cup. like, they
2: couldn't get her a stadium like, cup, dude. Man, like at least, a,
1: yeah, she got it during
2: the street proposition. That's what I was saying. I couldn't street a, couldn't telegraph
1: this any more than they did. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it was it was good for what it was. I mean, it's so cool to see that, like. I mean, father and son wrestling is pretty incredible. That's pretty Especially, badass. Like, you went into the Hall of Fame, and then the next night you get to wrestle your kid. That's pretty awesome. And by the way, wearing a great mood, a tribute mask. Like,
4: yeah, the Gray's R- mask. Was Ray done.
1: was checking all the boxes this weekend. Wrote out in a low rider to Eddie's music with Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Like, man, this this dude just checked a five bucket list. Off. He was
2: he was winning this weekend for sure.
1: Yeah, I'd love to see that Ray's Ultimate Edition. Probably the most toyetic look we had in the night. I'd say either him or Seth Rollins, right. I would definitely say Ray. I I think Ray was, I think his everything about him was awesome that night. All
0: right. Then we had what I think was probably the best match of Mm -hmm. this WrestleMania SmackDown Women's Championship. Rhea Ripley finally gets the win over Charlotte Flair via pitfall. and just a brutal, brutal match.
2: Yeah. There's so many false finishes, dude. Like it was just a hard hitting match. I just thought both ladies just laid it all out there, man, and just gave it all. And I, I was so happy to see Rhea come out on top.
1: This was a top three women's match ever for me. Um, I'm not going to name off the other two because right off the top of my head I can't think of them. But I, I know that I know that I know this isn't going to be in my top three. I I love this match. I just I thought everything about it was great. Yeah, there was a couple botches, but dude, they were laying it in. Like Charlotte took some. Really heavy bumps in this match, like yeah. basically almost broke her nose. I mean, it just She it was, may have
0: broke her nose, man. We haven't—I haven't seen any updates on that. And then I, that schnoz was swelling. I, I yeah. love
1: when they break kayfabe. The match ends, Rhea wins, and Charlotte's just smiling on the outside. Yeah, she was so happy, she was so for, happy Rhea. for Rhea. That like, was dude, cool. th- those moments are like more of the stuff that I wish they would give us because. I mean, that was cool. Like, you could tell Charlotte was, like, legitimately happy yeah. for Rhea. I think she was happy because she knew
0: they just killed it, too, you know? Yeah, yeah that's true. And, and especially gorgeous. after
1: all of us were like, oh, my God, Rhea and Charlotte again. Because Yeah, I we wanted Rhea and Bianca. They literally wrestled 20 weeks in a row, I'm pretty sure, on mm-hmm. Raw exactly. after Mania of 2021. Yeah. So. It was great to see them have an awesome match. But it's crazy
2: to see how much better Rhea is now. Like, I think joining the Judgment Day really just elevated. And that's crazy to say because we were all like, you know, at one point, like, what the fuck is the Judgment Day? You know, and I think just her being there and being able to come into her own and just having the support of, you know, a guy like Finn. And I I think that's just I don't know. I think it's really helped her out She has lot.
1: really leaned into her being a badass, too, yeah. ever since she's been in Judgment Day. Like, I felt like she kind of shied away from it a lot of times in her matches. But, like, dude, she knows she's a badass now, and yeah. she can basically do anything she wants. And, uh, yeah, man, I, I, we all love Rhea, so. Yeah, I'm excited
0: to see what she does with this range. She got the big win over Asuka at WrestleMania 37, but I felt like she wasn't quite all the way there yet with her character. Like, she's definitely yeah. peaking right now, so yeah. I think it's going to be a big year for Rhea Ripley. Up next, we got our little tension breaker before the main event. Pat McAfee defeated The Miz. Uh, the rest of us have discussed this guy a lot over the years on the podcast. Ari, what are your thoughts on The Miz? Where are you at with, with The Miz as a, as a WWE superstar?
3: So, I still remember The Miz from, like, what was it? Uh, Real, MTV, World.
0: Real, Real World. Real World. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. And, like, my first encounter – well, not encounter with him, but, like, uh, memory of him in any sort of wrestling thing was me having him in a Royal Rumble. Correct me if I'm wrong – Um, coming in and like out in like three seconds. (laughs) And he was one of my picks. I'm like, oh my God. So I can't get that memory out of my head every time I see him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This was when he was still in the douchey shorts and had that douchey air. Oh, so we're like Rupa's aggression. Yeah. Yeah. this is like early in your guys' relationship then. Oh yeah. This is really, I think this was probably our first or second year of dating. So. Yeah, I'm I just it way back. I threw Ari right into the wrestling world. I was like, all right, we're gonna do a Royal Rumble pool here at my friend's house, and she's probably thinking, what have I done?
2: <laughs> and did you pick the Miz, or was it just like the number that you drew no, was the so Miz? So we like
3: pick the order randomly, yeah, how to pick the numbers, and then whatever number comes gotcha, out,
2: gotcha. Yeah. And so
0: you well, good on you it's, for sticking with it. Yeah. I right. the Miz was one of my first couple tastes of wrestling. I may have just bailed right there. I'm, I'm <laughs> I respect the guy for being so reliable and being such a good guy for the company over the years, but he's just. Like the worst to me as far as like entertainment, I think he's a I,
2: and and you know, breaking kayfabe, I think he's a really good like human. Like, yeah. I think you know, he's like he's an animal lover and I think he's a good family man. And so, we're not shitting on The Miz as a person, it's just
1: oh, absolutely. I
2: think,
3: um, even last time we went to WrestleMania, all four of us, yeah, we saw him interacting with kids, so that kind of changed my perspective. Yeah, of him too, he was really good with kids, so I'm like, okay, but as far as wrestling goes, I'm like, nah, I can't. He, yeah. he doesn't have it. No.
2: Yeah.
4: I don't
0: like his character. I don't like his ring work. He's just, yeah. The
2: he's gear like, is a little. I mean,
0: he's, he's a hall of famer for sure. Like, yeah. He's, yeah. A, he's a double yeah. grand slam champ. Yeah. Kayfabe. Yeah. He's probably in Kayfabe. He's probably like a top 20 WWF
1: wrestler or WWE wrestler of all time. This but is yeah. by far the best thing about wrestling is you don't have to like someone to realize like they yeah. are very talented at what they do. I mean, that's the best thing about wrestling. It's all opinion based. That's like, right. Everybody yeah. has an opinion. Sound like you and Roman Reigns. Exactly. Right? Yeah. We'll get like into that. We'll get into it. We'll get into it.
0: All right. Main event night one. This is a truly, truly historic match. So, this is the first time since WrestleMania one that a tag team match has ever main evented WrestleMania. And it's the first time ever that the tag team championships have main evented. Think about all the amazing tag teams we've, we've seen over the years Legion of Doom, the British Bulldogs, Demolition. the Hart Foundation, the Hardy Boys, Demolition. Uh, the Dudley's, list goes on yeah. and on. Dudleys, yeah. It's never happened until now. This bloodline storyline and the work of Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and the Usos was able to get it there. And I thought it was a spectacular match. One of the, I don't know if it's the Usos' best match ever, but it's definitely on the short list. I, I loved everything about this, including uh, the emotional finish, letting Sami finally get the payoff for his yeah. the amazing work he's done the last year.
2: Yeah, I love I love this match. And again, I was so happy to see Sami get his get his moment and have it at WrestleMania. And it was really bizarre to see like the closing shots of mania, like that was the guys <laughs> holding up the tag titles. Like that was just, it was a really cool moment.
1: I I think Sammy and KO will always be on my like short list for beloved wrestlers, just because you know how those two guys are. Yeah. And dude, I, I kind of like tried to think of this in like, like real life perspective. Like, how would I feel if like me and Seth went somewhere and like won something and like just thinking about it ending like that, us winning something. Cause I mean, that's basically what that was. That was two best friends winning the titles on the grandest stage of all. And both of them getting their moment. And, dude, I was just as happy for the Usos because I talked about it when it started. I'm like, they finally got their moment, too, because the Usos always got screwed at WrestleMania. They were in the pre-show, the second match. Like, they never got, like, a meaningful spot on the card. So, I was just as happy for them as I was um, Sammy and KO and... Like those four guys are just really good friends too. I mean, it's yeah. just, and it's great for tag team wrestling because WWE, I mean, we, we all know this is a fact. WWE does not care about tag team wrestling as no. much as any other company. Like they, they just don't care. So getting to see this was awesome. Do I have high hopes that they're going to continue having no. tag matches be a focal point? No, not at all. But I'm glad we got it no matter yeah. what. You got me kind of
0: choked up, man. You inspired me. What's something we could go win as a team, dude?
1: <laughs> Anything we put our mind to. All right, we'll think of something. We'll,
0: if you're listening, give us some comments. Let us know what uh, what.
1: What trophy what accolade me and Jordan need to go for Zach Kurtzler even put it in the group. Like uh he said KO oh, yeah, and Sammy winning. Yeah, as far as like uh group terms, it's like Jordan and Seth winning something. And <laughs> I was like, I had just thought about that, and then you put it in there. I'm like, damn, man.
0: Yeah, we love Zach. Thanks a lot for that comment. That that, that brought some big
1: smiles on uh on Saturday night. You
2: guys could win like the beer fest. Remember how they do like the DOS boot? You nobody's
1: know, like, nobody's beating us in that. I, I <laughs> <Yeah>. got pretty <laughs> yeah. I, I, we could probably win that. Would you you can take yeah, care of the chugging stuff. I'm yeah, a we beer would pong get, We would mayor, give a
2: Jordan the boot at the end. he would be like, turn it, turn it, turn it. <laughs> I don't
1: even do that. I, I can just take the whole thing down. There won't even be an air bubble. That's <laughs> not sour beer. Yeah. As long as it ain't sour beer. Yeah. So, overall, everybody, thumbs up for WrestleMania Night 1. Night 1 was a thumbs up for that. I yeah. thought that was honestly the best. One night of WrestleMania since they went to two nights. Yeah, yeah. It was I mean, dude, one. it gave us everything that fans wanted. Like, mm-hmm. they literally let us have every finish that all of us had wanted to see. Like,
2: yeah, they let they let you go, let you go home happy.
1: I mean, every, a lot of people just assumed Charlotte was going to win, and yeah. I was one of them. I picked Rhea just because I wanted Rhea to win, but I mm-hmm. just assumed they were just going to keep the Charlotte train rolling. So, yeah. That was a big one for me to make that this night as successful as it was.
0: Charlotte's on that Roman Reigns level where like you can never be a hundred percent sure they're gonna have her lose. Like, yeah. Yeah. She could come back after yeah. three win.
1: years off and win the title the first night. Exactly. Oh wait, that just happened. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, uh night one I think was a smashing success on all fronts. You know, Dave Meltzer, whether you love him or hate him, he is probably the authority on, like, wrestling history, uh, and he even came out and said that he thought if it was, if night one was a WrestleMania, it was probably the best WrestleMania he's ever watched in all wow. his years, so pretty high praise. I um, just
1: think it was the booking, man. I really yeah, do. Like They, dude, paid they off. just
0: killed it. It was good stories, and they paid off in the way that you expected. There was no, like, swerves just for swerves' sake, uh, and for the most part, they gave us all the results we wanted. Like, yeah. did any heels win on night one? Austin Theory Austin Theory okay. Austin Theory, Austin theory. Yeah. yeah But that one made sense It made total sense for That the was the man. only heel that won Yeah Okay I mean I guess Rhea's Rhea to say Rhea's heel. not a
2: heel She's
1: technically I mean the heel, crowd Was rooting cheering. for her yeah. yeah The
0: crowd was When they were doing The boo yay chance, yeah. yeah. It was 100% I mean that's Rhea, technically right. Two heels Right Yeah Let's do uh, Let's take a quick Beverage break Before we dive into Night 2 California All right, shout out to Cody. You got a little bit of California love going for the uh, Beverage Break song in tribute to, uh, to WrestleMania being out in Cali. So let's go around the horn. Uh, I'll start. I'm drinking a beer that Jordan graciously brought here with us. This is by Cahoots Brewing out of Chicago, Illinois. It's Duck Duck Juice Hazy India Pale Ale. Uh, this is that part of their hop highlight series with Citra. Uh, what do you know about Citra
1: hops, Jordan? That they're very citrusy. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's good, man. It's a very tasty beer. It's, good. it's a 7.7, 7 and I've almost down the whole thing since we started this podcast 45 minutes ago. So it drinks easy despite being a pretty strong beer. And, uh, yeah,
1: thanks, Jordan, for bringing it out. What are you drinking, man? I'm just doing uh, the old standard, a Miller Lite tonight. So. In a coddle. So in, a, in a
2: in a fancy coddle. Started
1: with a can, went to a J Balvin coddle. So... Um, I got to drive us home tomorrow morning, so yeah, I got an 11-hour drive ahead of me. Yeah. Ain't no IPAs tonight. <laughs> we uh, we do got to take a quick review, man.
0: We did the Broken Skull double IPA this weekend. Much hyped. I thought it was good, but
1: that was probably it. It didn't change my life or anything. I still think the regular IPA is the best Broken Skull The original, skull yeah, the original. I, just, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm going to, I got a couple of them that I'm going to take home and I'm going to give it another shot. Cause I don't know, sometimes after you've had a couple beers, it yeah, doesn't hit the same. Sure. So I'll try it again. But yeah, so far the Broken Skull is one for three on beers that I'd keep in a regular rotation. Yeah. Broken Skull is in my regular rotation forever now. Same. But, uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll try it again, but the American Lager to me is just a normal beer. I yeah. feel like you're
2: just you're you're chasing the hype, dude. Broken Skull like change change the game. I don't even beer really beer. like beer. IPAs, and I really Same. like I like Broken Skull. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, mm, 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 <laughs> just what I wanted.
4: Yeah, <laughs> Bro- Sasha Banks.
0: Yeah, Broken Skull IPA is a world class beer. The American yeah. Lager and the Double are just good beers. I did like the yeah. Double IPA a little bit better than the uh, the Lager, but I,
2: I, I support any projects that Stone Cold puts his name on, so you know. Got gotta support the guy.
0: All right, and then we got Sheena and Ari repping the uh, the Seltzer Gang. So Ari, what are you sipping on?
2: I'm sipping on some tasty Simply spiked blueberry lemonade.
0: And what do you got, Sheena?
2: I have a Simply. This Jordan brought these two, and they are Simply Peach. So you know, if you had the Simply spiked like the Simply lemonade uh, mixes, they're so so good. But now they have changed the game, and they've made them Peach instead of lemonade and they are so good they have a peach mango strawberry um kiwi, a, a kiwi and a regular peach and i've got the the strawberry peach and it's
1: really good so are the peach ones better than the lemonade ones
2: i, I mean they're both really good i wouldn't pick one over the other I love Just,
1: sour stuff man. yeah, the, yeah the, the, sour,
2: i do I love, love the sour of the lemonade but that's really delicious
1: i do think the
0: simply spikes are the best of all like the canned cocktails or seltzers yeah. that have dropped the last few years do you got a you got a favorite Ari?
2: Uh, my favorite's usually high noons. High noons good,
0: high too, right?
3: are good, yeah. Neutrals
2: are cramming oh. up there. What are they? Neutrals? I've never had a neutral, I'll we'll have to that's try right, that. Yeah, yeah. high
0: noons use the real fruit juice, too. Mm-hmm. I think that's key. Yeah, then. like you have actually like real flavor, like real sugar in there. Like sometimes the ones that are just like hardcore on like the artificial flavorings, yeah. Yeah. and sweeteners, like they just don't go down as easy. All right, let's get into Sunday. So, Sunday, yeah, so we stayed up late Saturday night. What would, would we watch? We watched what WrestleMania 8 right after yep. night one, yeah. So we didn't want the party to end. WrestleMania night one ends. We don't want WrestleMania eight. And I think we made it all the way to, uh, to Ric Flair and Macho Man's match before we finally called it a night. Uh, so everybody pretty much slept in Sunday morning. We went our separate ways. Do uh, you want to tell us about the little girls day you guys all did?
2: Oh yeah. So we, um, we got up after, you know, we slept in a little, I didn't sleep in cause I'm a Gina's psychopath. She's a and farmer. She's yeah, up with the
0: sunrise. I, I, it's
2: impossible. Well, I guess I did sleep. In. I slept until seven thirty. So that's, that was like <laughs> late for me. But, um, I, we got up and then uh, went to Target. We went to TJ Maxx and then we we stopped by Sonic for a delicious uh, for a delicious lunch. Uh, and, everybody to get a Sonic. Uh, me and Stella got a corn dog and a uh, <laughs> and a milkshake. And Ari, uh, what you, you got a, a burger, right? I just got a chicken sandwich. Oh yeah, you got a chicken yeah. sandwich, and we got we got We're a uh, chicken
0: sandwich gang this week. Oh, yeah, and we got. I, got. Yeah. I went out to eat three times this week. I got chicken sandwich all three times. Same, places, me, too.
2: me too, me <laughs> too. Uh, that's. Uh, I guess I got a corn dog and the two chicken sandwiches, but yeah. Then we got Zoe some um, some some nugs. She loves but her yeah, nugs. yeah, mm-hmm. it was fun. You know, I, I I don't really get to get out and you know just like. Like casually browse, you know, Target and places like that anymore. So it was super chill, just to like, you know, not have to like rush around with the kids and have them asking for every toy and everything. So we still had
0: sissy with
2: you. I had sissy, but it, she's it was usually okay it was when fun. she's by herself. Yeah, when she's by herself, she was, she was like Brett. super. Yeah, she her was super Brett chill. Off
0: each other, got exactly. a nice, like Symbiotic relationship.
2: Yeah, and there was there was one there was a one adult per child. So you know, I mean, Zoe's not even really like you know, Zoe's totally self sufficient. She's ten years old. So we had three basically people who could care and entertain sissy. So I got to have some. Casual browsing of the of the target. It
3: was we was going to
2: uh, interject Stella with like sparkly,
3: cutesy, girly. Yeah. So if, any,
2: yeah, yeah so if you know anything, she loves
0: that. She's a little princess. Yes. If you know anything about me, how, I'm yeah. yeah. I'm
2: kind of just like a, a a hippie earth mama type. You know, all like uh, you know,
0: windflower. <laughs> <laughs> Earth tones
2: and like, you know, Dances with
0: wolves.
2: yeah, I, I don't have a lot of like glitter and sparkly things in my life. Um, and uh, my daughter, who I've never really introduced that kind of stuff to just because, like, you know, it's just not my thing, not intentionally, but uh, she is like a little unicorn princess, like loves pink and purple and sparkly and crowns, dressing and up like a princess. dressing up and yeah, Paint your nails, painting her fingernails, Paint her hair. the whole nine. So, yeah, it's it's funny how just innately she wants to be so girly and I'm just not.
3: My daughter's growing out of all those pinks. That's what sparkly, I said. We need to check. We we're going to trade
2: for a while. Yeah. Yes. And send, I'm going to send Sissy home with Ari so she can, she you know, love that, yeah. re- relive Ari's all the. like
0: the mom Sissy never had. <laughs> <Like> the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the princess mom that Sissy never had. <laughs> I
2: should say. Zoe's <laughs> <no>. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And, and then, Zoe's
0: taking the being with the chickens too. Yeah, so yeah, Zoe's yeah. chasing. Zoe, Zoe, every time I looked up this weekend, Zoe's walking around with the chickens. Yeah. Chicken Zoe, arm, Zoe so. wants
2: to be a farmer now. So yeah, we'll have kids swap for a little while. And yeah, send her Don't bring her
0: back. What's the next week? Money in the bag swap back, dude. We'll, get get, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll come to y'all's place for money in the bank. We can swap we'll kids back. We'll cash in.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, so on the opposite of respect, and we had just straight up guys day over here, didn't we? Uh, dude, we need to the testosterone. You could smell the testosterone when you walked in the house. So Me and Jordan and Brett, which, you know, Brett, he's, he's, He's like half in, half out. He's a little wild man, but he also loves like doing stuff. So we had to basically talk him out of going to Target with the girls. He wanted to Instead go. The yeah, he okay. loves, he loves going to Target, and going to Starbucks. He likes the finer things in life, you know. So <laughs> he, he he loves the outdoors too, though. But yeah, me and him and Jordan piled up. We went to uh, we went and got some lunch at Baby Jack's, really badass uh, barbecue spot here. It's a it's a small little regional chain here. What'd you think of your first? Uh, West Tennessee barbecue You got chicken experience.
1: there
2: too, right?
0: I got the chicken sandwich, yeah. And break <laughs> out the chicken nuggets. They got banging ass fried chicken there.
1: It was a, it was an interesting experience from the start. So they outsourced their family. Oh, yeah. yeah, this is bizarre. So, so we walk up to order and it, it's like a, a TV screen, a sideways TV screen, a horizontal TV screen. And a lady comes on from her bedroom to take your order. I was like, what the? F- yes. what, is, what is going on? And then, so they take your order or whatever, it prints off the receipt and you go sit down and they bring your food out. But the food was outstanding. I got a brisket sandwich. I had coleslaw on it and, Barbecue sauce. I mean, I know everybody says if you put barbecue sauce on it's not good barbecue, but I like to have a little sauce. Oh yeah. I, yeah,
0: I don't whatever, like a dry ass sandwich. No. I don't like it slathered, but I like a little
1: bit of sauce. Yeah, I, I just dude. need a little bit, but whatever. yeah, it was it was really good. I mean, I don't really let, enjoyed don't let it.
2: people yuck your yum, dude. Yeah, I love barbecue sauce, dude.
1: Yeah, it, it was really good. So yeah, it was uh it was fun going out with just Seth and Brett. I mean, usually when Ouch. I come hold on. Usually when I come me and she and Sheena have a solo day where we go to Home Depot or Walmart <laughs> or whatever, and we get some projects for me to do around the house. So having the girls here kind of delayed my project work. So yeah. I think Sheena and Seth were a little disappointed with my work on the farm this weekend. So we, we
2: got you some. We, we got, got, our got you minds some our the last day. The yeah.
1: last day. I'm going to have yeah. to make a return trip here by myself here pretty soon <laughs> so I can put in some work because we had to entertain everybody. I'll be, like, I'll be
2: like, man, these gutters really need cleaning and, uh, you
1: know. <laughs> yeah. And then we, uh,
0: so we went to Walmart, got some bait, came back, and had probably the most glorious fishing trip ever. I'm talking like the fish were basically jumping out of the pond into our hands, like <laughs> yeah. before we'd even cast a hook. Uh, nah, ha- how many bites did you get while we were fishing? Jordan? Uh,
1: exactly zero.
0: That's funny because Brett got zero and I got zero also. It was hey. fucking- wow.
2: What do you think it was? <laughs> awesome.
0: I think it's still just a little too early in the season, right? Like they're just they're not biting yet. The water's still pretty cold, especially since we just got off that last yeah. old snap we had, but. I mean, it was a beautiful day. It was a little bit windy when we got there, and the wind kind of died out. It wasn't a cloud in the fucking sky. Like, if you would have drove by, you'd be like, man, it's a good day to be fishing. But we didn't get our string pulled one time. It wasn't even nothing where you could be like, yo, I think I'm getting a bite. We just got straight skunked.
2: Yeah, I, you know what? I should have known. I could have. T- I, I could tell that you weren't catching any fish because you texted me and said, hey, what are y'all doing? You on your way home? <laughs> like, <laughs> if y'all were catching fish, you would not have been texting me,
1: dude. I'm not exactly like a master fisherman. I, I don't. I don't. I don't do a lot of whole outdoorsy things. I mean, I, I like being outside, but I'm not like a fisherman or a hunter or anything yeah. like that. And I definitely don't like use like nicer poles. And Seth does have some nicer fishing equipment, so I'm not like used to that. I'm used to like the old z- z- zip zip reels really, where you hit the button and just throw it. So like it, it took a little bit of a learning curve, but, but you then, got pretty good though. Dude. Yeah, I, did, I was doing pretty good towards the end, so. Uh, but if it tells you anything, Brett was basically had his feet in the water and was walking in the mud. That's how well the fishing was going. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I look over and he's whizzing into the lake. Like <laughs> it was just all going well. He's riding his bike. It, it was really going well. Yeah.
0: We had a good time though. It was just good, just fun just being outside fun. and we had some good laughs anyways. Uh, came back, got the, got the cooler ice down and we got set up for night two of, uh, of mania. Luckily it was a little bit warmer cause it ended up being pretty dang cold for, uh, for night yeah. um, one, let's get into it. First match, really controversial match for the whole last month. You know, I
2: wouldn't even say controversial. I don't think we had any. I, think it's just I don't think we had any Homo
0: sapiens in this house. Everybody was rooting for Brock. This ended up being a little bit of a letdown. In four minutes and fifty-five seconds, Brock Lesnar defeats Omos. That, and the trial
2: goes mild. Yeah, our, our reactions should tell you everything. Yeah, this match though.
0: was bad. I thought yeah. we were going to get some sort of bigger spot or even some sort of angle where, like, I'm thinking maybe they reform the Hurt Business, like bring Bobby Lashley yeah. out, and this was just like,
1: nothing burger. Hold on. He, he gave Omos an F5, pinned him for three, and Omos was standing there by the time Brock got out of the ring looking yeah. at him. I just... I don't know, man. I hate to like be overly critical of wrestling, but when it's bad, you have to say something. This was bad. Yeah, this is was a waste very bad. of Brock, man. Like we yeah. we probably
0: have. I mean, dude, what do you think? Maybe three Brock WrestleMania matches. Maybe, left at this Maybe. Point. I mean, yeah. dude. Yeah. Our WrestleMania optimistic. Brock
1: card is is getting low. Our, yeah. our wrestling match Brock card is getting pretty low. Yeah. yeah,
0: and even though they've watered him down a little bit the last couple of years, he's not quite the indestructible force he used to be. Um, it's still so special, God. man. It's still yeah. special and. You know, shout out to Hamas. He's cool. Like it's all, you know, it's all. There's always, there's, I mean, there's always a spot in wrestling for those giants like that. Like there is, especially when
1: Vince McMahon is in charge.
0: Yeah, that's always been a thing. But I just felt like they could have done something a little bit more compelling with Brock um, this WrestleMania. Then we had the women's showcase. Ronda and Shannon get the win in eight twenty five. Anybody got any thoughts or feelings they want to express on this match? Next, I'm cool with them retiring the women's tag team belts at this point on NXT and WWE. Like.
1: Absolutely, I would
0: rather instead of that, I would rather them combine like the, the Raw and SmackDown into one big belt and give us like whatever the equivalent of like the, the Intercontinental U.S. championship. Give us that for the ladies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's enough talent because the tag teams, you're always trying to make it work. There's never enough like dedicated women's tag teams. Let's just no. give them let's have like a mid card women's championship.
2: Uh, I'm, I'm here for that.
0: All right, another one. I think this may have been the match we were all most excited for—the mm-hmm. triple
1: threat for the Intercontinental Championship. Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew. Did this one live up to you guys' hype? This delivered. Yeah. Yes. The it was hard hitting, just as like you wanted it to be, and just you knew it would be. These three guys, man, they just deliver every time they wrestle. At this point, like if you get a bad Sheamus, Gunther, or Drew match, like that other person must just suck yeah <laughs> because like these three guys you can tell they actually care about their craft and they want people to be into their matches and enjoy it I, I get why Gunther won and i did pick him to win but i just felt like that was the time to to put the belt on sheamus give, give him, him the grand to uh, no. I, I, give him his we, we, yeah. we talked about how great night one was booked and how they made the right booking decisions I feel like it was the exact opposite on night two. Yeah. Like, I I literally felt halfway through that show like, is Vince just literally booking this show? Because that's what it felt like to me. He didn't care who won or lost or or how the crowd felt when he was normally in charge. He wasn't worried about that.
0: He never was. Sometimes he'd actively go against, like, not giving the crowd what they wanted. Um, to me, dude, not to not to get too far ahead of it, man, I think this one may have been a victim of that main event. I think if the main event had gone in a different direction, maybe we see Gunther go ahead and drop the belt yeah. and move on to something else. But maybe they don't want to have Gun- Gunther take the loss if he's just going to be floating in the mid-card for a few months. But mm-hmm. awesome match, man. The guys, like I said, they were rocking each other, dude. I know that those guys got to be sore this morning. Yeah. All their chests were bloody and bruised up. It was pretty nasty.
2: Do, we, do you think Sheamus is going to get – or do you think – a WrestleMania moment, like like you know, like I think uh, that
0: was it. I mean, he's. I think his big moment was Clash at the Castle when they yeah. gave that curtain call after that match was Gunther. I think they. I, I do they think he'll, he'll the win the Intercontinental
1: title this year, though. They have. Yeah. to... He has to become a yeah. Grand Slam champion if they blow that with the year that Sheamus has just had. I feel like that would be one of the biggest. They have missteps. to capitalize
2: on on the on the momentum that Sheamus has. Because right eventually,
1: now. they're going to have to move Gunther away from that <laughs> yeah. title, like. Gunther has brought prestige back to the Intercontinental title when it was severely lacking it. Um, and I just feel like he needs to be on the main event picture. Like, Gunther is extremely talented. He's got the longest run since Honky
0: Tonk, man, at this point, man. Maybe they're going to try to just erase Honky Tonk, man, from the from the record books. And then
1: get a new Ultimate Warrior and have him lose in 12 seconds? <laughs> Braun
0: Breaker. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> is that not the darkest timeline, dude? Braun Breaker comes up and squashes Goonther for the belt. Oh my god! Uh, we always got time for some Bret Hart talk on this. Bret Hart made some news this week doing an interview and basically criticizing. Um, in addition to the leg slaps on the super kicks, he was criticizing the exact kind of wrestling that Goonther Drew and Sheamus were doing, where you just chop the shit out of each other's chests until there's welts and blood and bleeding and everything. He said it's he said it's crap work because basically, like, it's supposed to look like it hurts, but it's not supposed to hurt. Like your opponent's not supposed to come back you know, black and blue after the match. What do you, what do you guys, what do you guys take on that?
1: This is one of Brett's worst takes. Yeah, I'm sorry. that's a
2: bad take. You guys know I love Brett. Um, And I usually stand by him, good or bad, but that is, this is a terrible take. I, I really enjoy just like hard hitting, just, you know, beefy men slapping man meat. You know what I mean? Like it's very, very entertaining and it's like whole, and it's different than what you typically see. I mean, you, you see a ton of the high spots, you see like a lot of the, you know, grappling and stuff, but like, this is just, it's just different. I don't know.
1: What do you think, Ari?
2: I think one of the first times I saw Gunther was like him just
3: beating the crap out of each other. Out of Ilya Dragunov. Yeah. yeah and
1: yeah.
3: It's, it sticks with you like, oh shit, these people are really beating the shit out of each yeah. other.
2: You don't want that to happen to you. Well, <laughs> yes. Yeah, you course, don't want that to get that shot. to, I don't
3: know, it's impressive and it's something like, oh crap. So I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. for. I don't think it's a bad thing at all.
0: Yeah, I don't mind it, especially at WrestleMania, right? Like, yeah. it makes sense. I don't necessarily need to see it on Raw and SmackDown every week, but if you're saving it for the right occasion, like, yeah, it definitely adds something when you just got that visual, right? Like, what, the, you know, Steve Austin you say red equals green, right? If you got blood and you actually got some violence, like, it can really help to sell the emotion of a match, and it definitely did in that Triple yeah I mean mean' you Yeah, I mean,
2: if you're getting chopped and your chest doesn't light up like a freaking stoplight, I mean, then it's just kind of like, hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. think.
1: Yeah, I mean, if, if it's just for the sound only, like yeah. I feel like it's kind of useless. And I feel like we get so much not hard-hitting wrestling anymore. I feel like so much of it is like finesse wrestling yeah. and stuff like that. So I feel like when you have one of these matches, I've just grown to appreciate it so much more because I mean, wrestling used to be a lot more hard hitting. Like they weren't. Yes. The way they used to bump back in the day is completely different than now. It's it's a lot safer now. And honestly, like sometimes I want to feel like, man, there is zero chance yep. I would ever even consider getting in that ring. Oh yeah, and those three guys. Exactly. There's no not.
2: yes. There is no chance that I'm getting in the ring with Gunther, Sheamus, or Drew, dude. Oh, no. That's one just,
1: slap. I'm cooked. Yeah,
2: one slap. You're not. You're not going to breathe for a week. You I mean, know also- Help
3: sell everything else,
2: not just that yes. match,
3: but all the other matches that are not as physically dangerous as yes. that one looks like or feels yeah. like. You know, somebody who doesn't watch wrestling as much as you guys, it's like, oh, okay, I can kind of get myself into the other the following
2: matches after. that. You don't have to suspend your disbelief yes. as much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, that's a good, that's a good
0: point. Ari. All right, Raw Women's Championship, Bianca Belair defeats Asuka. Again, this is kind of – it was what it was. Asuka looked awesome. Like, she's going to make a great figure. I don't really know that the whole, um, you know, winning the Elimination Chamber and then this whole bill just to get beat by her, despite by using the mist and everything. I don't think this did a lot for Asuka these last no. couple of months.
1: No, it but- didn't. I mean, they brought her back as evil Asuka, which is everything everyone has wanted for seven years. They bring her back and – She loses her first huge match to Bianca, which, don't get me wrong, Bianca is absolutely incredible. She's probably one of the best women's wrestlers that's going to go down in this generation. Yeah. But, I don't know, man. I I picked Bianca to win just because I felt like it made more sense to keep the towel on her. Because the big match is obviously Bianca and Rhea down the road. Um, But, I don't know, man. I just... This kind of killed everything that Asuka had going. Like, like Seth just said, like, what, where does Asuka go I from I don't, th- here? I
2: just don't think they know what to do with Asuka, dude. I don't think they're going to, they're just not going to give her that that main title especially with the, with the sale of the company and everything I don't think like Asuka is the right one to be like the women's title bearer you know what I mean the
1: like, language barrier is a huge thing it, for her it, it is, is, it is, is. Uh, yeah. I, that's not being racist no, not, not. That, it that that is you just, can't send her on Good Morning America to do interviews exactly. and, do press, and then but, just have her yell no one's ready, no for, one's Asuka. ready for Asuka yeah. like, that's not gonna sell tickets or do anything like smarky fans like all us we, love yeah, think yes
2: exactly I think Asuka's body of work is incredible but again it's just that's what she's got. She doesn't have the the WWE it factor to be able to like cut a bunch of promos or go do a bunch of interviews or do all those things. And I just I feel, I've always felt like that's held her back.
1: We you haven't know? talked about it yet, but WWE just sold, obviously, merged with the UFC company Endeavour. I feel like now more than ever, they are really gonna put the champions on the forefront. There's gonna be a ton more like public interviews, yeah. stuff like that. Cause have you guys noticed Maybe you guys haven't. Like Ariel Hawani has done a ton of yes. interviews with WWE yes. superstars in the last three months. Yeah. I think that was when people started to notice what was happening. Like it was starting to turn, and he's always interviewing like the people that everyone wants to hear from. Yes. He interviewed yes. Sammy right before Elimination Chamber. He just he interviewed just did, Cody. He just did Roman. Mm-hmm. Like, and he did Taker. He did a Taker oh, interview. Yeah. He, he got the Taker interview that Taker just refuses to do with anybody. So, I, I feel like now more than ever, the people that are champions is going to be really important as far as, like, public eyes. So, yeah. sending Asuka in to be air, interviewed by Ariel Hawani probably ain't going to work. Yeah. I'm just, I mean, you, you. They need to give her a manager, I mean, bro. Whatever that's exactly
0: that, I have said that, I have said
2: that since the beginning. You I keep get,
0: thinking of, you know, great Muto is obviously on everybody's mind this week going to the of Fame. Remember when he had Gary Hart as his manager way back in the day, like.
1: They, don't even need, we, don't, Asuka, we never need to hear Oscar talk. Exactly.
2: Oscar okay. needs a manager. don't hear Oscar yeah. talk,
1: honestly. Dude, she is a badass. I don't want to hear her talk.
2: Exactly. Her whole entrance and like her whole like just aura and energy is like that's that you feel it. But then she like all she says is, you know, nobody's ready for Asuka. And I'm just like, Gah! <laughs> like for 20
1: it, years, we heard Brock say approximately 10 words. Exactly. And you know why? Because he's absolute garbage on the mic. Exactly. And it's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. It's There's nothing okay. wrong with being garbage on the mic if you can bring it in the ring. I
2: felt Rhonda needs a damn uh, oh, she's manager. Too. Like you know what I mean? Like Rhonda should be treated the same way. Like she needs a freaking manager. They gave they gave Roman Paul Heyman, because, and he wasn't good. And then, you know, he's obviously he's fine. He's gotten obviously he's, a lot He's better. fine-tuned over the two years. But he's
1: still nowhere near, like, you're not going to go to Rome and be like, hey, go out there and cut, like, a 20-minute promo. Like, exactly. they're like, okay, Paul is going to do the majority of the talking. You're going to say your meaningful lines, and then we're going to move on. The fact There's nothing wrong with that. Have they,
2: I mean, in in recent history, maybe I'm just overlooking somebody, and you guys are really like, duh, Sheena. But, like, have, have they ever given a woman a, like, manager like that?
0: uh Nia Jax kind of had Alexa Bliss for a little bit they were like manager slash tag team but not really
2: who would you give her as manager
0: <laughs> Paul Heyman would be the obvious choice yeah. if But obviously the bloodline's got to end up for that I don't know there's no real managers nowadays that's the other thing yeah that's uh... I don't know who you would you got anybody in mind that's a real good question yeah I don't know who's out there
1: um yeah it's gonna have to be somebody that's incredible on the mic so it just can't be anybody obviously um
2: what was his name from the from the diamond mine? The uh, or the Malcolm Bivens? Yeah, Malcolm. I know. AEW. I'm you just know. saying. Oh, like, yeah, Stokely yeah. Hathaway. Yes, yeah. Bivens. He would have been. A, he would have been a good one.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's gonna be hard to find her somebody that's gonna mesh with who she is and everything though. Because mm-hmm. I mean, she is, She's just a badass. You can't have just someone just normal come out and talk for her. Like, yeah, it's got to be someone that's like really well and stuff. Yeah. So. It's gonna be tough, man. Oscar's gonna have a tough sell, especially now. So, I mean, she still is obviously one of the best women's wrestlers in WWE. But yeah, yeah, know, man. just uh, yeah, like I
0: said, it just sucks because the new presentation was really, really cool, and I think ultimately we're gonna look back on this as being pretty kind of meaningless. Couple months for it was a Spurs. waste. Yeah, yeah, I don't see the. We saw Bianca tonight on Raw. There was no
1: mention of any kind of rematch or any other engagement.
0: Like she beat
2: her. Oscar didn't even come out tonight. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah no Oscar at all. They brought out Rhea and just mm-hmm. teased the match that everybody wants to see. Yeah, I think that's just kind of future booking. That's got to be one of the two nights of WrestleMania next year, the main event. we mm-hmm. will be yeah. surprised
0: seeing both hold the belts, man. Like be- obviously they're at, they're at a point now where they're going. They're leaning back into super long title reigns. See, like Bianca's at a year right now. Let her hold it for a year. Let Ria, let her hold it for another year. Let Rhea hold her belt for a year, and we get some sort of unification match next year. That's an easy main event.
1: Dude, that would that would be a killer main event
0: too. All right, uh, we had our most unintentional comedic segment of the uh, weekend with yeah. the Miz versus Snoop Dogg and Shane McMahon. Kind of kind of walk us through the timeline on this one, Shane.
2: So Shane or Miz comes out, and him and him and uh, you know Snoop Dogg getting a little tiff, and then Shane McMahon's music comes out, he shimmies down the aisle, you know, total like, you know, Shane Mania, Jersey and the whole thing, right? And yeah. uh gets in the ring and then does one move. He's supposed to beat Miz, land jumps over the top of Miz, comes Big down frog. and lands and his quad. blows his freaking quad out, Vince McMahon style. Only one, not both.
0: We've seen this but, dude jump off the Titan Tron, off the hell in a cell, like do you know, all these crazy spots over the years. And, and like a leapfrog. Takes Took
2: him down. the quad. Yeah, he tried to get up. I mean, he tried to get. It. That's how. That's how we knew. It. Yeah, <laughs> that's how we knew it was a quad, not like an ACL. Uh, you know what I mean? Because or, uh, I mean, Seth, Roll- Seth Rollins. literally, you know, uh, power bombed Kane with a freaking torn ACL and MCL. You know, what I mean, you can still stand on a on an MCL and ACL for the most part. But yeah, he he tried to stand up, and his leg just went straight in jello status. And so then this was this was happening like in the match, and so Snoop Dogg has to like run in. And freaking pin the Miz. It's so the he does the, He does the history. worst people's elbow in history. But I mean it was so Snoop Dogg, you know what I mean? Shout out
1: to Snoop for being he, he Johnny did, on the yeah. spot. He did yeah. throw a mean right hand though yeah. that actually looked like it connected and everything. I was like Oof.
2: Yeah, so uh Snoop Dogg saved the day, went in, did the people's elbow, pinned the Miz one, two, three, and uh, you know, it is what it is. And Shane got really
1: choked up too when he started talking. When he got in the ring, he was yeah. almost in tears. Yeah, he was
2: in tears in the first. I wonder
1: if he knew that was the last time he was going to appear on. Like, well, yeah, because I mean that he knew the sale was going through. Yeah. what what is the use for Shane McMahon to come back out there? Ever I was again? shocked. That he was came already out the first out. time yeah. we
0: saw him since World uh, Wimble last year. So it's been over a year since we even seen him on yeah. TV. Yeah, crazy stuff, man. Shout out to Shane. Hope you get well soon. All right, last two matches. I know it's uh, this next one was. I, I'm still not really sure what they did to this one. Edge and Finn Balor hell in the cell. Cool entrances. Match never really got out of second gear though. And then just out of nowhere, pretty much clean as a sheet, Edge hits a concerto and pins Finn Balor. Man, like what do we what do we make of the demon losing his second straight match?
2: The demon is dead. Don't ever bring the demon back. What, I never want to see the demon again. What do
1: we make of the fact that they stopped that match for five minutes because Finn's head got busted open? Which hold on. Just before we just glossed that over, like it wasn't a big deal. It was a gigantic gash. Yeah. I'm top typically of
0: annoyed when they do that, when they stop it in the middle of matches. But after seeing that picture, like I totally get what that I would have prefer- I mean, yeah, his
1: skull was probably showing. I honestly would have preferred them just to stop the match at that point because it wouldn't have killed Demon Finn at that point. Yeah. The-, the fact that they let him do a concerto and just get pinned right after that was. I mean, that kills Demon Finn. It honestly probably kills Judgment Day, if we're being serious. Yeah. I mean, outside of Rhea, nobody in Judgment Day Judgment had a good Day got out. Yeah, Damien wasn't sure. even on the
2: card. Dom lost, and then Finn got pinned, clean as a sheet. So, yeah. Edge had some cool uh, entrance gear, though.
0: Yeah, <sighs> I, like, I like the music he had rocking. Ed, Edge was cool. It's going to make for an awesome Ed, figure.
1: Edge with some Slayer and uh, some Devil Wings and... Some kind of weird mirror match. I don't know how we didn't
0: see Gangrel and Christian, man. Like, Gangrel, they they were, you know, it sounded like Gangrel was a done deal. He was going to be a part of it. And supposedly AEW had given permission for Christian to make an appearance. Like,
1: I don't know. I think that, I think... or Vin getting his head busted open killed it. I really think that's what happened. I think that was all supposed to happen during the match, and that just killed it.
0: I was thinking that. The other thing I was thinking was maybe there was just – they knew they had so much just shenanigans planned for the main event that they didn't want to have, like, two two matches like that. But,
1: I mean, you could tell they were stalling for the main event because the main event was not supposed to go on that fast. So, like, we had, like, 30 minutes of commercial and – other dumb shit before the main event even started i feel like that Finn and edge match was supposed to go another 10 15 minutes makes sense because most of the time the modern hell and cell matches are going 25 minutes plus yeah I, I honestly minutes. can't even believe that they did that spot i mean he literally threw an entire ladder at finn's face like yeah how i mean did Finn they was think that just was probably
2: just a block i think it just it just was a mistiming yeah ladder.
1: yeah
0: things could happen we uh I guess we'll have to see if they run back some sort of rematch here pretty soon. If they if they kind of let's like you know try to wave the the Jedi like wand or the men no, in black, no, like, the hey. little memory yeah, eraser. That match at WrestleMania never happened, and then we see Finn go over looking strong. We'll, we'll know something was up. Uh, so yeah, so we we had that match wrap up. It seemed like I don't know how long it actually was. It felt like there was about twenty five minutes of commercials and random videos and you know shout outs to the crowd before we finally get to the main event. Probably the best built. WrestleMania main event match and probably since WrestleMania 30 with uh you know the evolution and, and Daniel Bryan situation. Cody Rhodes and Roman
1: Reigns. We'll start with the entrances. what do you guys think of Cody's gear? Uh the jacket was dope. Yeah, I mean with the
2: wings. Yeah, was, I loved it,
1: was, it. it was dope. Him giving Brody the the weight belt. I just we thought it was a lock at that point. <sighs> huh? Yeah,
2: we, we all went so like you know, he's coming down. Seth makes a comment, he's like, those don't look like championship pants. He said, those are blue pants. He said, should be wearing like white or gold pants. Yeah. You know, he said, he said I, I have a bad feeling about these blue pants. Then... You know, he goes ringside, his whole family's there. He picks up his baby girl, his baby girl just like melts oh. into him and like puts her head down in, in front of like, you know, a hundred thousand people, like just puts her head you down. You couldn't,
0: you couldn't like, if you, if they had like a, a, a kayfabe baby that yes. they were like, te- you know, trying to get her to act like that, it couldn't have been any better. Yes.
2: And so she just like lays her head down and just gives Cody like the most warmest, like, oh. you know, father, daughter embrace. And then to make matters even worse, he goes and takes his weight belt that he had written all of his, you know, um, Companies. Companies on And hands it to this kid And we're kind of just like We weren't even like Really paying attention and I then was the, like a
0: nephew Or some shit
2: Yeah And then we realize It's freaking negative one no, it's, they bro- said it. it's Brody Jr Yeah right? the announcer He said you know the, the person that he gave His weight belt to Is Brody Jr And we, were, we all went oh. oh Dude
1: like I could like See everybody's like Eyes kind of changed Like even Seth He was already kind of Nervous about this match Anyway but I could even like See in his face He's like well This is a done deal But yeah, we, we all said Maybe It's done move of the century, It's man. done
4: dude and, and he yeah did
1: all that and still ended up staring
0: at the lights dude <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when the bell rang shocking turn of events man i mean I, I legit was like after everything they did with cody as much as i talked shit you know in our pod foundation group chatting it anybody else that would listen man i you know i still thought that roman was probably gonna lose it just seemed like it made the most sense but the show goes on man freaking roman reigns wins like what what do you guys think of that truly kind of shocking result once the the bell rang and, and roman's music hit
1: I mean, honestly, like, when he did the two crossroads, I was like, holy shit, he's actually going to win the belt. Like, I I kept, like, looking over at Seth and Sheena because, I mean, obviously everyone knows I'm not, like, the biggest Roman Reigns fan. and It's fine. It just is what it is. I don't hate him or anything like that, but... I kept looking over at them to see their faces and stuff. He hit those two crossroads, and I just saw Seth's face and just looked dejected like he knew. Because this is exactly how Seth said this match was going to go. He said they're both going to hit a finisher or two, and then it's going to end on three crossroads. crossroads. And he was getting ready to do the third crossroads. And it was clunky though. You could tell that they had just like set this up that yeah. night. Cause Solo wasn't even in position to do it at the right time. Yeah. so he had to kind of back up with Roman. He had to move back three yeah, times yeah. and they were just standing there. And then Solo hits him with the spike. Roman does the double rope spear, which that's an uh, instant ending. Yeah. And then he pins him and I, I seriously didn't even have any words. Like I was Me
2: and Seth went yeah. with the crowd went wild. I I mean we lost our freaking minds. But I will say, dude, like I I thought that Cody was going to win. I picked Roman in the picks leagues. So I want to go on the record and say Seth picked Cody in the picks league, and I picked Roman. So, I mean, who really believes in, in Roman Reigns here? <laughs> you know, um, You're right. I think that the biggest thing for me was, I it's not that Cody lost. I think that they just did him dirty because they had they literally had Sammy. Zane and Kevin Owens come in, get a shot in on freaking they Roman Rain.
0: Yeah, had a he hit a stunner
2: and a Huluva kick. kick. And then Cody still couldn't beat them. You know, like it just to me, I'm like, dude, they they could have went without that. And it was like, you know, oh yeah, everybody comes in, gangs up on Cody, like Cody loses. Like that sucks. It was a really heel, shitty way to win. But the fact that like he couldn't win with assistance really kind of downgraded Cody. In my opinion. And I just think that was just, that was not the right answer.
0: Yeah. I'm sure over the next weeks and months, we'll get all the backstory on it. But I kind of agree. I think, even not being a Cody fan, I I think they kind of did him wrong, man. They, like yeah. you said, if he was going to lose, he should have just, he should have lost by himself. They, they set it all up for him to win. And then the ending was even, it wasn't like a WrestleMania match. It was horrible. I mean, it was a perfectly fine ending for the main event of A Raw, right? Where you get just some quick interference and then guy hits his finisher. That's not how. That's not how the biggest show of the year should end. Like, well, you know? Fightful
2: put out that article that Jordan showed me yesterday and it was, or was it today? Today. Yeah. He put it, Feifel put out an article that said like none of the talent or whatever knew the finishers nope. until today. So, I mean, I, I was just like, well, that's what it felt like. That's exactly what it felt like that all the run-ins were going to happen and all the interference was going to happen. And I don't know, to me, I just thought, I thought like rewinding all the way back to when Cody was signing like the biggest, most extensive contract in WWE history. Like I thought page one was like page
1: one Like one.
2: I'm coming here to win the title at WrestleMania. Like I, I don't I, think
0: they ever really make promises like that to guys, though. Like, I, I mean, don't think they ever get that specific. Like,
2: I, I don't think they do. They I don't think they do. But I thought but you
0: just like, never know how those finishes are going to go.
2: I mean, I guess. I mean, now we know that, dude. But I mean, in my mind, I'm thinking like that. I mean, because the way Cody talked about like his contract negotiations and like you know him coming back and like all of the things that led up to him being back here and getting this just. Meteoric rise to the main event status. Like, I think, uh, I just thought it was a, a lock.
4: You know? I,
1: I have never in my life seen WWE build someone up the way they did Cody for a year. Yes. I've never, I've watched wrestling my entire life, and I've never seen them take someone from me and Seth both said This when he signed, this dude is mid card forever. Yes, it, maybe he's just coming back because it's just like a feel good story for him, and this is where he thinks he belongs. They took him from what I thought was absolute mid-card at best, maybe a U.S. champion, something along those lines. That dude was – and me and Seth talked about this yesterday too. We all talked about it. That dude was on the highest of highs that I've ever seen someone on. And he was coming in to face Roman – and Vegas had Cody Rhodes as a minus 800 favorite. Why like, did we
0: not put money on Roman? I you? don't know. But
1: either <laughs> way, like, dude, I've never seen that happen in the history of wrestling. I've never seen – I mean, Daniel or- – uh, yeah, Daniel O'Brien obviously had a. It was way quicker than that, right? Yeah. They didn't build that over a year. I mean, Cody tore his pick in that year and was still. He came back and it was like he didn't even leave. Yeah, like it, it was. It was like he wasn't even off for five months. He was right back to where he was.
2: Yeah, I mean, and this is the first time in two years that I had to think about who I was going to pick. Like when I was when we were doing the picks league, I was like well, am I going to pick Cody? Like, you know, yeah. I, I haven't picked against Roman this whole time. Like, and I had to think about it. Cause like nobody up to this point, I felt like has been a, a proper contender to dethrone the tribal chief. And yeah, the fact that they, they didn't pull the trigger on that opportunity. I'm like, well, I hope they have something planned because otherwise, like it's just,
1: I mean, there's it's going to be a
2: long time. There's always somebody a, takes a plan, it but Roman. I don't
1: think they can ever get Cody that high ever again. I, I just don't like, Dude, you can't just erase what just happened last night from memory. Like, I right, think, right. well, I mean,
2: we saw tonight on Raw. He's going to have a, a feud with Brock. That's um, fine. So, I think, I think that's going to help him. I mean, he's got, like, major, like, babyface empathy, you know, going on right now. He just got the shit beat out of him. He was supposed to tag team with Brock against uh, Roman and Solo. And he got the crap beat out of him when Brock turned on him and, you know, just beat him out of the stadium. So, I don't know.
1: Brock is definitely not on the level he used to be. I mean, he's won two matches in the last year now. So, I, it's I don't a bounce know, back feud for Cody. I, I yeah, it's a bounce back feud, but it, it's not the bounce back feud that's yeah. going to put him back to where he was before no. last night. I mean, dude, the dude was literally on top of the world. the The woes kept getting louder. They did all that shit at ringside. Like, I, you can't do that again. And what?
2: Well, my thing is, is like, what is the storyline going to be now? Because he's already cashed in on the like. Daddy, finish your story, like you know. I'm like all that kind of stuff. Like I don't think running that back just feels like like lazy booking.
1: This is why I seriously think Vince had way more say than what they were originally announcing. The fact that Triple H had to like say all that stuff about your story's never finished and all that stuff in the post that, that tells me that. I mean, he's just basically trying to gloss it over, like, hey. Oh, like a I man's mean, call. This came in and said, Roman's going over. Yeah, Figure I mean, it out. Dude, dude, we're selling the company. Figure out whatever you have to yeah. do. Roman's winning. Yeah. But- yeah, he's right. You don't really ever finish your story. The problem is, is like this was supposed to be the finish to the story. Yeah, that and was
2: the whole like moniker. that was the that, was, point that was the slogan of, of the of you, the
1: feud. And you can't do the thing where he's like hugging his all of his family and grabbing his daughter and giving the belt again to, to Brody because it's not going to feel the same. No. Like you can't ever recapture that pre-match Cody no. ever again. No. I and I know there's a lot of people that have been in the group chat. They're like, "Oh, Cody will be fine." I mean, how? Fi- I
2: mean, fine.
1: Yeah, he'll, he'll, he be, can't, he he'll can't, be fine. There's no way he can ever get back to that level But nobody again. wants
2: to be fine. Everybody wants to be the fucking head I of mean, the
1: table. Outside of him at Backlash wrestling every person on the roster and pitting them clean and then wrestling Roman at SummerSlam, I don't know how you get him back to that level. Yeah.
0: So we'll do a quick speed round to put a bow on WrestleMania. Will Cody Rhodes win the championship before WrestleMania 40?
2: Before WrestleMania 40? What I just said, Um, before
0: WrestleMania 40.
1: No. Ari? No. Jordan? Uh, I think, here's here's the thing. I think Roman definitely loses at least one of those titles before WrestleMania 40. Okay. Cody still makes the most sense as far as like having someone take one of those belts. Because we've talked about Rollins. We've talked about everybody else. Outside of bringing Kenny in, who are you going to have beat him? I mean, Cody is really the only dude they got right now. Yeah. So if he's going to lose one of those belts, which I think he has to lose one, right? If he keeps the universal title for five years, whatever, you can't just have both of those belts tied up in one feud for five years, though. So, I, I, yes, I think Cody is going to win a title. Do do I think he's going to win both titles? No, but he's going to win at least one title. Yeah,
0: I think the only guys are – Jay's their storyline, but I feel like the Jay and Roman, when that goes down, it's not gonna be for It doesn't belts. need to no, be for the title. Title. That's just
1: that's just that's just the, the boy. I mean, yeah, to yeah.
0: me it's Cody. Cody and Seth are the only two guys they have that are believable that could take it. And like we talked earlier, Seth needs to have some some character changes um before he's back at that level. All right, we got a ton of listener mail because we got left Orcs from last week, but before we get to that, gotta ask Jordan and Ari. Kind of the only big thing we did today. You guys had your first Uh, trip to the Bass Pro Shop at the uh, Pyramids. For those who don't know, Memphis Pyramid was like a semi-famous sports arena in the early 90s. Really, really cool architectural design. It's basically a stainless steel homage to the Egyptian Pyramids, and uh, they had a lot of sporting events there. I saw a WWF house show in 1992 with uh, Papa Shango and Bret Hart main eventing. Um, The Memphis Grizzlies played there the first couple years, and the Memphis Tigers, college basketball, played there for a really long time. But it, it got kind of, it got put in mothballs around 2010 until Bass Pro Shop came and turned into the world's largest Bass Pro. And yeah. it's ridiculous, man. <laughs> Bass what would what, you guys
1: think of it? It's just strange. Like knowing that it was a sports arena and yeah. you're walking around in a Bass Pro Shop. Because it's still like the, the surroundings of the Bass Pro or the pyramid are still set up as like a mm-hmm. sports arena. Yeah. Like you can tell that's what it was set up for. I just thought it was weird, honestly. A yeah. hotel. It it and just a hotel. Hotel. it felt so weird walking through there. Like we were on the second level of it and I just like looked up and I was like this is like the weirdest place I've ever been to. It's in like something somebody would make up as a joke. Like, yeah. It's real and
2: life. if you've ever like been to like an a, a real big Bass Pro shop, I mean the front always looks like, you know, very outdoorsy yeah. and like, yeah. you know, the woods it's and all fishy. Brown. Yeah, it's all brown. And then you walk up to this gold pyramid that is just like, you know, got a big Bass Pro logo it's on weird. it. It's weird. It's definitely weird. Yeah.
1: But I mean it was cool. It was it was cool to see it. I mean, I don't think it's like something like I need to do 10 more times or anything like that Like once you see it once I mean, it is a gigantic yeah. Bass Pro shop When it comes down to it Alright, we'll take
0: a quick musical break And then we will get back with some uh, Super-sized Pod Warriors mailbag
3: Red light, green light Everybody take a shot Red light, green light Give me everything you got Red light,
0: green Mr. 305 Flow Rider, and Lunch Money Three Miami boys,
4: you know what time it is. Give me the green light. Oh, yeah. Cause I'm ready to go. Let's have a good time. Let's go. What
3: you waiting for? You only got one life. One life. And we gonna live it
4: up. So give me the green light. Give it to me. Cause I'm ready to go. Oh, oh, oh yeah.
0: Alright, that was a little green light from WrestleMania 33. That will always have a soft spot in my heart. Is the absolute best. Uh, Wrestlemania song ever So we got a super sized mailbag Sheena's going to be running point here Kind of dishing the questions off To to me, Jordan and Ari Um, These are all the leftovers from the Wrestlemania preview Remember Sheena was a little under the weather So she did join us for the Wrestlemania preview episode Last week so we're going to be playing catch up On all those questions plus uh, The new questions you guys dropped us today So Sheena hit us with your your best shot
2: All right, Phil Dunnett Says how does it feel to be Beaten by your wife
0: I mean, I got it for free. Some people have to pay for that kind
1: of thing. So <laughs> I guess it felt okay. Oh, and we man. were here to watch it. Yeah. It was very entertaining. <laughs> Having a front row seat to that beating was yeah. quite entertaining. Seth
2: and I Seth and I have always had a pretty competitive relationship as far as like when we like no. you know, go go again <laughs> no. when, when like go against each other, like play a game against each other. So yeah, it felt pretty good to gloat and uh to win win the Pix League. So uh and it, and it makes it feel even sweeter that, like, this whole time he's been talking so much shit about, you know, Roman beating Cody. And then ultimately, you know, he didn't pick didn't pick Roman uh, at the end of the day. Oh, so. my brain
0: out with my heart. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right. Uh, Phil D. hits with another one. He said, Endeavor buyout thoughts. I can't wait to see Walter and Brock in slap fights. Jordan, what do you think about the Endeavor
1: buyout? I do think some things are going to change. Not right away, but... I do feel like we're going to go back to paying for pay-per-views. I mean, that's UFC's model, and that's, I mean, that's Endeavor's model at this point. That's what they've shown us. Yeah. Triple H said nothing's going to change. I, th- I think that's true in the short term, but I think long term we're going to see some changes. Yeah,
2: I don't think he meant. I think he meant product-wise. I definitely he never mentioned like you know, oh, you're your Peacock subscription is still going to get you, it's still going to get you all the pay-per-views. Uh, We're
1: going to find out on backlash Sunday. They're going to be like, Oh, by the way, you have to pay 50 bucks. For yeah. And if you have
2: a Peacock subscription, it's only thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? You got any, any thoughts on Endeavor? I'm
0: not really familiar with them enough on the USC stuff. I do think the, the days of not having to pay for pay per views are probably going away, which, you know, I, it's cool. I mean, we've been totally spoiled. We haven't had to pay for a pay-per-view since 2014. Um, but it's not gonna. I, I do agree with Triple H. It's not gonna be anything in the short term because Peacock's deal they have right now runs through 2026. So it'd have to be, oh, it'd yeah. have to come from NBC Comcast if we're gonna start paying for pay per views before that. But mm. I would look for 2026 to be the time when we start seeing some changes.
2: Kendon says, on a scale of one to ten, how annoying are Cody Rhodes fans? It's
0: ten. <laughs> I don't know if Cody Rhodes has fans. I feel like Cody <laughs> Rhodes fans are the same as me. Like, you know, I, I gave, I, you know, I've said it a bunch, man. I remind you guys of all the time, dude. When we did our three-year anniversary show, I said Cody Rhodes was the best wrestler of the chick Foley show era, and I can't stand the guy. So I think that's what Cody has. I think he's got a lot of people that appreciate him. But, I mean, what, what badass matches is Cody have? I think it's just like the thought or idea of Cody people are buying into. I just, I don't know.
2: He had some pretty awesome matches against Seth Rollins
0: recently.
1: Yeah, I mean, they were okay. That's because Rollins lost. That's why this is there. Yeah, I feel
0: like Seth had some awesome matches with Cody. I don't feel like Cody had awesome matches with Seth. No, there we go.
2: Uh, Phil Dunnett also says Would you say the Rhodes family are even a top five wrestling family?
0: So we took a sneak peek at this today. Uh, Me and Jordan did when we were off running some errands this afternoon. I, I think they are, but I think they're just barely. I think they're number five. So you got the, the I think you put the Anawaii clan with Roman, yeah. Brock, Yokozuna, all those guys, uh, Usos. They're number one at this point. Hearts, number two. Uh, I put the McMahons, number three. I don't know if you want to classify them as a wrestling who, You know, me and Jordan coming kind of back and forth if they're actually a, a wrestling family or not. Or just a They've all family. wrestled. Yeah. So I put the McMahons, number three, and I put the Flares, even though the Flares are just Charlotte and Rick. Yeah. Um, You know, <laughs> it's still two generations where you got the best. Men's champion and the best female champion ever. Uh, but I, I think the roads are number five. We couldn't. Really, we, we talked about maybe the Von Erichs, right? Yeah, the Von Erichs got a little bit of a case. Yeah, but um, uh, but nah just not enough mainstream success. So, yeah, I think they're number five, man. What do, what do you think, Jordan?
1: Uh, yeah, I think they're number five as well. Uh, when you mentioned Flairs and Charlotte and Rick, you forgot one Flair, David Flair, and Crowbar had one of the greatest teams ever. So. Yeah, it, it's definitely right there, but I think they're in there.
2: All right, we just had a, We just had a sleepy, a sleepy baby join us. So if you hear some rustling around, it's we got a a, fifth pot of warrior. Yeah, we got a fifth pot of warrior coming in. So, uh, yeah, Brett, the Brett man is going to lay on Seth's lap and take a little take a little nap. Johnny JB says, "I know you have your custom gobbledygooker. Did you order the two of the gooker and taker? And what do you think of it?" Yes, we ordered that. Um, I love my um, my custom gobbledygooker. It's like got, um, I don't even know how you would describe it. Like actual little cut out feathers, feathers of like yeah. felt Jordan feathers. Yeah, from our same. guy, from our guy, biking Viking. Hall
0: toys on Instagram. Yeah. We yeah. Both the the head
2: sculpt looks incredible. Like it's, it's just a, it's just a beautiful figure. I did order the actual, uh, Mattel figure just because, I mean, you get, I've been asking for a gobbledy an official gobbledygooker every time I, um, every time we say like, what's your dream fig? I'm always like, I want the gobbledygooker and we got it even better. We got it with the egg, we got it with Undertaker. Like, it's it's just going to be an awesome set. The thing
0: about those customs, you always got to worry about them breaking down over time. Because even yeah. awesome guys like Viking Hall Toys, Ivy's Custom Figgies, the Mad Reaper, they're still, they don't have access to, like, you know, the same, like, factory-grade sealant and finishes yeah. and stuff. So you got to worry about some of that paint. And especially something like the Gooker, where that's it's almost like a craft project, man. Like yeah. how detailed it is. Um, yeah, right about. It. So I think we're gonna have that that custom gooker. It's not going to, It's not going anywhere. It's not going for sale. No, Anybody we're keeping it. About, yeah. it's gonna
1: be a display piece in our dining room. Now it yeah. would be such a Seth Phelps thing to sell that gobbly gooker and then they and cancel then they cancel the gooker.
4: It would be.
2: Um and so Zach Herzler hit us hit us with a long a long form question. So it says so this randomly popped into my head today at work. We all know how important Roman has been over the last several years. We know that he um, took time off in 2018 after he was diagnosed with leukemia and battled that, came back stronger than ever. But do you guys think that um, that may have played a part in him gaining more popularity with the fans, then finally turning heel to be – our uh, tribal chief today. I'll be honest. I was never a fan of Roman until he finally turned heel because I was tired of him being shoved down my throat, but him coming back after leukemia did play a part in me being happy to see him back on TV, but still didn't care about him until the whole heel turn and being on with Heyman.
0: Yeah. I think that's, what's made this character so compelling, man. Like he had so many just baby face pushes that fail flat or it seemed like, you know, go back to WrestleMania 34. It was kind of similar to Cody. They built this guy up over a number of years and then all signs point to him beating Brock for the belt and he loses, man. So many failed pushes. I think all the rejections and stuff that he got from the fans, like that's really what kind of has been the steam that caused him to kind of, you know, go to the dark side, for lack of a better term. So I think without those, I don't think this character works. I think all the all the years of the fans kind of shitting on him, despite him going out and putting on really good matches, um, I think that's what's made this character so compelling. What you
1: mean. there's there's probably two moments for me um him coming back from leukemia like i mean obviously we've we have went at length about my roman reigns fandom is not obviously as high as everyone else's i appreciate the guy appreciate what he does um him coming back from leukemia was that was a pretty emotional night like yeah. the fact that he made it back and that he was actually because i'm dead serious i didn't think the dude would ever wrestle again honestly i yeah, thought i thought sure. that was the end of it um so him coming back was really cool and the moment number two i'm telling you guys man him taking his shirt off was moment number <laughs> yes. two i'm telling you that jordan dude never gets for to, years. that dude never gets to that point with his shirt on i'm yes. telling you like you're not a main event guy all we can hear on. is
2: is jordan chanting at Take wrestlemania your shirt off. Take
4: your yeah shirt from the
0: moment off. the shield broke up jordan has been saying this is all the way back to 2014 jordan was saying he had to you know, really, I think you're saying he's got to ditch the whole I shield look, the vest. Specifically, yeah, yeah he's yeah. got to leave the vest, man. Yeah, I off. just,
1: I, I, always said he needed to ditch the vest because it just reminds me too much of him being yes. in, in the, in the faction. Like, yeah,
2: and he was still using the faction's he, he music. He
1: needs to be his own person until yeah. he's his own person. I just don't, don't think it's gonna work. And. He was in the middle of this run when that happened. He took his shirt off and he just went to a different level at well, that point. I,
2: that was that came around the same time that he got um, new teeth and did yep. the contacts too. So it was just like a whole new look for new Roman. Rome. He yeah. came
1: out without the shirt, and I texted Seth. I said. See look <laughs> what happened,
2: and he got new entrance music too, yeah. which elevated him. Like, oh, the entrance music
1: made a gigantic difference. Yeah. It is, it is a way different. As much as I do all this shit about like, I hate Roman Reigns and all this stuff, I don't hate the dude. Yeah, he is extremely talented. He's gonna go down as one of the top five wrestlers Crazy of all time. Dude. I mean. Dude, you can't deny what's happened in the last three years. I mean, you can shit on him all you want, but you can't deny it. Like, dude, people shit on every wrestler in history. There's a lot of people that hate Ric Flair. You can't deny their wrestling. There's people that hate Bret Hart.
0: It's like Turnbuckle. The the two bad chads always say nobody hates wrestling more than wrestling fans. Yeah, right. Like nobody's more critical of stuff than us. Ari, I don't think I've ever heard you go super in depth on it. Where are you at on Roman Reigns? What's your what's your level of Roman Reigns fandom?
3: I think I liked him more when he was in the Shield, and now like i feel like i'm just tired of him
0: okay totally fair um, sentiment
3: because he's just always there and he doesn't <laughs> lose i like a little bit of a change in the story
0: we're going on almost 10 you know really since the shield since the shield broke up he's either been he's been one of the top three or four guys in the company right most tv times yeah. So yeah i I don't think anybody could you Argue know that. look at you sideways and are yeah. kind of crazy because he's been on top for a very long time there's been other guys who you know look like seth like He's kind of rotated in and out. They've Sometimes, had yeah, mm-hmm. he's had moments where he's the top guy for a while, and then he rotates back down to the mid card. Roman has never been presented as anything less than one of the most important people on the show. we yeah. back ten years now at this point. Crazy,
2: ten years. Oh it's
0: 2014 God. when the Shield broke up.
2: Yikes, that's crazy. Brett Charo says, "How do we feel about cloth hooded singlets on the Ultimate oh. Kurt Angle?"
0: Love it. I love it. Fantastic. Man. My <laughs> favorite Kurt Angle figure they did so far was the one that came with the. Uh, Came with the the hoodie jacket and stuff. Yeah. So the Kurt Angle's one of those guys. I think soft goods works great. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mike Rivera, what fig is your favorite of all the ones they showed this weekend?
0: So instant reaction, I'd say the Scott Holland denim, but there's some major, I think if they don't make some part changes, I'm going to have to do some, uh, some mashup work on that one once it comes out, because they kind of botched the jeans on that, um, I don't know, maybe the Jerry Lawler. They're finally giving us like 97, like Monday Night Raw version of Jerry Lawler. I think that one
1: looks pretty that cool. That 2002 Shawn Michaels is pretty sweaty. Survivor Series
0: 2000 Shawn Michaels. Survivor Series 2002 Shawn Michaels is pretty cool. Um, and then the Brett Defining moments. You know, yeah, that WrestleMania that's match awesome. against Roddy Piper has always been one of my favorites. And that's my absolute favorite Bret Hart jacket. How crazy yeah. is this? The Mattel line has been around. Um, going on 14 years now, this is only the second soft goods jacket we've gotten for Bret Hart. How is that freaking possible?
2: Well, that was just the defining moments, right? Yeah. Both defining moments. Both defining
0: moments. Yeah. They have never done the side and they've really only given us the ultimate, you know, the new ultimate edition. That'll make it five Bret Hart figures across 14 years that they've actually given us his jacket, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: True. I think, I think the defining moments were like the coolest reveal because we knew this line was coming back. All the figures are dope. Those yeah. four figures are all, that mankind is possibly the best, one of the best oh, figure on the, that whole yeah, thing. With, with the, the tags in his the back and tooth that. in his nose. Like everything about that set that is awesome. Figure, like that yeah. the whole set's awesome. Um, but if I didn't say razor Ramon and denim, I think everybody would fucking price top the Chick Foley show because I've been calling for this for the last three years. And that's oh a yeah.
2: shoe in yeah, I mean we we've been that's a been a glaring omission from I, the from I, the figure world for a long
1: it time. It is gonna piss me off if the if the jeans really aren't tucked into the boots, so that's gonna take a little bit away from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have to get them fixed up.
0: The uh The other one, the Captain Lou Superstars, man. I'm not necessarily that particular figure, but because I'm hopeful that that means we're going to get a Captain Lou Elite, which he's been my number one most wanted for a long time.
2: Yeah.
1: We need more managers. Yes.
2: Need more managers. Tony Barker says, if you could bring back an obsolete form of physical media, what would you bring back? I'm going to throw this one to Ari. So anything that's like, you know, like that we don't use anymore.
0: CDs, cassette cassette tapes, tapes, laser discs. Yeah. VHS.
2: Magazines. magazines. I yeah. think I would go with the magazine. Yeah, we, we just All talked right. about this. Like,
4: I mean, Team
0: beat?
2: Yeah, I mean, no, just like bad. magazines in general. <laughs> it and used that, to be a thing. Yeah. Magazines were like, we talked about, I mean, yes, there are still magazines you go to a, you go, but I mean, nobody's it's like, same. no, nobody's like You buying. can find
0: anything on the internet. Like, it's like, you, you really got to seek it out. Yeah, we,
2: Ari buying. and I were having a discussion about how like we used to feel, like it was such a treat, you would go to a store and you would like pick up a magazine for yourself at the checkout, you know, and like read it and read oh, yeah. all the articles and you saved them. Yes. You
0: I remember after couple, you,
2: saved Yes and you next, stacked yeah. them up and you went back and referred yeah, to them. Yeah
0: after soccer games when I was a kid man in, in Texas dude we would always go to the 7-Eleven by my house and I'd get a slushy, a hot dog and I'd pick out a wrestling magazine. They had all the after mags, yeah, like yeah. Pro Wrestling Those Australia awesome, the wrestler. and I had milk crates man like the same one I got in the office right now I keep the figures in. I would have like probably four or five just milk crates full
1: of wrestling magazines and like you guys said I'd go back and look at them all the time yeah
2: I, I well, love the magazines. and let's
1: not talk about let's not forget to talk about the fact that you went to like a bookstore like Barnes & Noble yes, or something yes. and the entire top rack was nudie mags yes. and I'm 14 years old and I'm tall enough to reach the top rack so I grab and peel open but, the plastic I was
2: gonna say because of pervs like you they started putting them in like the black plastic sleeves you oh know, no like, I
1: rip the <laughs>
0: sleeve off every time Like I'm, I'm looking at it Barnes & Noble Was dope for the magazines in the airport.
1: Airport newsstands. Yes, they tune you up for them airport magazines, though,
2: dude. It's like they're their own little economy. Like eight dollars for a magazine, you
1: know. Now they're like eighteen.
2: God
1: dang, dude! dude. I got the last time I was in the airport, I got like I think a bag of Gardettos and it was eight dollars. Like a (laughs) what's
0: your favorite Gardetto piece?
2: Not the ride chip, not the right chip. The ride right chip. Right chip is the best. That's what dude. Seth likes. Oh. The right chip I, I like basic.
0: all the pretzels. I like the breadsticks. The, the so. breadsticks, yeah, like the breadsticks. The breadsticks are my favorite. No, dude. If I reach in for a pinch of Gardettos and come up without a ride right chip, I'm disappointed, man.
2: Oh, my God. No, don't. I um, mean, somebody in our group, they I can't just remember. They, they, make make the right chip. they make the oops all rise yeah, or whatever. This came up about a year ago <laughs> on the
0: pod, so This is the yes. second time. Gardedos has been a topic of discussion. And I, I think it. it's
2: because of Jordan. I think Jordan always I love brings, up, <laughs> Jordan brings up the Gardetto's. It's all about the right Jordan brings up the Gardedos I'm just a food man. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lardo. Any, any Lardo. <laughs> does anybody have any other... Uh, forms of media that you I'm not gonna lie
1: I liked VHS I I liked the whole waiting for your VHS to rewind and stuff yeah and when you got one of those like the fast rewinders or whatever like the separate piece like you knew you were in a rich family if you had the separate rewinder and one of my friends had it and I was just like it takes me like 18 minutes to rewind my movie and you just get to do it in two minutes. It's like or, unfair. Or like
3: before you had to return it, you could kind of watch it back. When you yeah. yeah. Like let me watch it one more time in reverse. Yeah,
1: Make <laughs> yeah. sure you rewind your videos when you take them back to blockbuster. That was the greatest sticker. Be kind, rewind. I
0: could go VHS also, man. Like I think it was just, I think the box art is probably what it was, man. Like, you know, the DVD experience was very similar to VHS and that, you know, you had to actually like take this thing, you know, you know, insert it, remove it from the freaking machine, all that, dude. Like, but I think the like the actual box on VHS just made it much yeah. more compelling. Seeing the box art, I just. That was my earliest wrestling memories dude was going down to the video store by my grandma's house and kicking out from my I was gonna to say I'm, I'm
2: gonna go a step further and I'm gonna say like I missed the whole video store yes. experience Probably, like yeah, you know, know just going in and you know they always had like a cool candy rack of like all kinds of cool like, cotton candy and like snacks and uh, popcorn and stuff and like you could see all the different movie art like it's a movie that you would never normally pick out you're yeah like, you're this always interested
0: you're going in for your new release right like you're gonna go hey, yeah. Jurassic parks out this week let's rent it but then you're gonna go and
1: browse and grab two or three of the Dollar rentals. Exactly. I'm not going to lie to you. Like I'm, I'm kind of depressed that our kids will never get like the video experience. Like all I remember about being a kid was like Friday nights, we'd get little Caesar's pizza and go to blockbuster video and rent movies. Like, that that as a kid was like the coolest experience ever. I know,
2: and you had to be committed because like you're taking that movie home and you're probably not gonna get another one for like at least a few days, you, you don't know. Have something to exactly. On it. And so like here, our kids they don't like something, they're like, Ah, oh, I want to watch HBO Max, oh, I want to watch Netflix You, know, or you, you don't watch- you still
0: get the same browsing experience. Cause even if you try to just like browse through like the, the streaming sites, the algorithms typically get you dialed in yes. so well that you're gonna see something on the first three or four choices where exactly. you're like, Yeah, this is what I want to watch. Yeah. yeah.
2: Great question, Tony. I've, I'm a I'm a physical media person. Something else, the iPods, like just just MP3 players in general, because like my phone is so distracting. Like I feel like I can like listen to something on my phone and also like scroll at the same time, and then you kind of miss it. Listening. Yeah, like I just want like a like a it's MP3 been a player. Question mine.
0: I wish Apple would bring back the iPod Classic if they yeah. would drop that with like you know give me a terabyte of memory and yes. all it's going to do is let me put my songs on there. I'd love that because yes. I had an iPod Classic I kept for a really long time and finally the battery just totally died on it it doesn't work and you took looking. it to an
1: apple store and they looked at you like you're a fucking idiot
0: <laughs> <laughs> i looked it up it wasn't even that i didn't even get that far it was like this i, I device is no longer supported whatsoever this is yeah. like a 2007 model i was still using like 2018
3: you guys don't miss like picking out cds from your visor oh. i'm like <sighs> Seth, that's Seth too much of a hazard Seth yeah I, even I
0: do that was nice i had a huge album yes. of yeah. It, I, I wouldn't say I miss so much like the visor thing because that was always a pain in the ass. But I do miss like, you know, looking and seeing like what the art on the CD was, yes, right? Like the yeah. disc art and stuff. Seth right.
2: had a big binder, I remember. And I, it's so funny because I saw a uh, a meme the other day that was like, you know, parents nowadays like, oh, you shouldn't text and drive. It's so distracting. Me as a, me as a kid, yeah. and you got a big <laughs> album in your lap, like switching while you're driving, looking for the right CD, well, you had know. you categorized.
3: You knew which page it was on and
2: which. Oh, yeah. I think Seth's were like, all like alphabetized, dude. I and think you were
1: new his- to old. I Oh, oh that's little, right that's right it, it was
2: chronological it yeah, that's yeah. right that's and right. when
1: you burnt like mixtapes yep. and stuff like everybody had a nickname in high school and mine was J-Dub or J-Skrilla that yes. was always my nickname <laughs> I so like it was like I was on like uh, J-Dub volume 75 Nice. and every song was like trap music on all of my yeah. CDs like it was always like 3-6 Mafia and all that stuff like <laughs> Chopper style all stuff. I love it yeah. big time oh so. man uh, that
2: was a great question thank you uh, Randy Smith go to the store walk that cookie aisle what are you grabbing
0: uh, I don't really go for cookies a lot if I you used to
2: oh, go ahead I'd probably what go
0: keyboard soft That's Dash, what I, I you or say oreo thins man the oreo thin is oh, by far fire. by far superior to the traditional oreos or don't even if you like double stuff just unsubscribe and turn the pot off right now so
2: I think do we all like doubles I like all I think were, I bet I'm you an you both eagle. do
1: like double stuff <laughs>
2: Wow. Oh, my wow. God.
0: I wasn't answering that. No, <laughs> wow, man. Double stuffed is your pug, man. You need just enough cream to hold the cookie together. Oh, is that right?
1: Yes.
2: <laughs> wow. This question went soft. Never best. want your
1: cookie to separate enough, yeah. enough cream. No.
0: No. Oreo Thins are or keyboard Soft best. That's my two.
1: Jordan? Yeah, Keebler soft batch, the the red packaging. Like you, you just know when you grab one of those, it's like gonna be a good day. Yeah, I did like um like the fudge stripes and stuff like that a lot when <laughs> I, I was a kid. Like fudge those are fire! What is that funny for? Those are awesome.
0: <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's not. It's just I was not expecting to say <laughs> fudge stripes. It's like the most basic ass cookie. dude. They're <laughs> no, delicious. It's not. I mean, they're they're I think, fine, dude. I think I think Chips Ahoy,
2: Ahoy like chocolate chip, which are also delicious. That's probably like your most Chips basic Ahoy cookie. Chips Ahoy suck.
0: Did you say Chips Ahoy are delicious? I They're mean, the most the dry way. ass. Like, you got to dunk them in the milk. Chips what... away fucking explode in your mouth when you bite <laughs> them, dude. They actually explode in, like, 5,000 cookie particles, dude. They're, like, I, to but me. But, I mean, who
2: eats cookies without milk, though?
0: I mean, you should at least. Are you? you could totally eat a soft batch without milk, dude. You could eat soft batch true. without milk. Those, like, to me, I, I that's what I imagine it'd Be like if I bit into, like, a ceiling tile. It'd be like, a, <laughs> like, an industrial <laughs> ceiling tile. It's fucking explodes into cookie dust dude like no man hey going back to the soft batch dude nice pro tip i don't know if you've ever done this microwave them for like 15 seconds dude like, i don't man, have time dude. for that no just do it dude trust me it i makes think all 15 oo-y. is a little
2: long that's gonna kind of melt it off i mean if you got like a plate shoveling. of no.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah do them like 15 seconds it makes them all ooey gooey like yeah they're on point.
1: there's I'm still up. nothing i can house to this day this isn't at the store but like the girl scout uh peanut butter patties yeah. uh, dude we got those a couple of weeks ago, and Ari's just like hailing them. Ari's like all excited and stuff, and I was like, "Hey, do you and Zoe want a cookie before I finish this <laughs> sleeve?" And she's like, "What do you mean finish the sleeve?" I'm like, "There's only 15 cookies in dude, it now."
2: Yeah, girl, I'll just I know you can't get these like at the at the store unless it's like Girl Scout season. But yeah, Girl Scout cookies are freaking banging, dude. I love me some Thin Mints. they are a ripoff so. now. Though. Oh, they're, they're so
0: expensive, five bucks?
2: dude. They're so expensive. They used to
0: girl be like Girl Scout what, cookies are bucks. the most overrated thing in the snack business, dude. Like the I, only, I, I don't they're only they're that. living off of only being available certain times of that, year that's dude. true too that's you get true them too. year round like nobody would give a shit
2: um I like Pepperidge Farm cookies though dude I'm, I'm kind of bougie yes. I think like all mm-hmm. the like Pepperidge Farm options what's the other
0: brand we mean Clark's is that what they're called the Green, the green Packet no oh. Tate's
2: Oh, are okay. the Tate's cookies yeah, yeah the those Tate's cookies yeah, are really are good. good they're like, like super thin and like works, yeah. crispy and
3: yes and the pepper firm I think they don't have enough for you to share so no it's it? it's, yeah,
2: individual. it's an individual
0: that's a, that's a one.
1: That's person. a personal
2: that's a personal it's like a pepper and they expensive too personal. that's
1: like that's like yeah. Yeah. cents a cookie dude yeah Zoe's yeah. like the the snack queen so like if you have a snack out she's gonna want some of dude, it dude
2: she had well she had Oh no, we were talking about Otis Spunkmeyer cookies dude those were freaking banging dude them at
1: school yes that's exactly what we were
2: talking about because I got the kids the Otis Buckmeyer muffin at the soccer oh. game the other day and it was in my purse and I was like, guys, you remember the Otis Buckmeyer cookies? And Ari was like, yes, I do.
0: So we didn't get Ari's answer. What's your cookie off? It would
2: be the
3: soft batch
0: ones. Soft batch, yeah. They're delicious. Yeah. Are those and it, are
3: the ones with the peanut butter chunks. That's no, crazy. they uh, they probably
2: make they them, them. But yeah, but they yeah. have them, but he just likes the regular um, chocolate chip. Those have too. been,
0: the other thing that testament to those, those have been like relatively unchanged, like the, like the cookie, like the packaging and everything. I feel like it's been the same since we were kids. Remember? Yeah.
3: Every once in a while, we get like the M&M ones.
2: Yeah. Like
0: oh, yeah. Those, Those are always are a too. nice little treat, mm-hmm. too.
2: All right, Tony Barker with another one. In your opinions, what was the best ever storyline in WrestleMania history? And what was the worst? I'm going to go with our wrestling historians on this one.
0: Best storyline in WrestleMania history? Hogan and Warrior. I don't know. Is that really a storyline, though? That was more like a suit. I think Macho Man and Hogan, dude. The Mega Powers Explode. I feel like that. Or, yeah, or Hogan Andre, dude. I feel like Hogan, I feel like Hogan and Warrior was just a super match, dude. Yeah. After I, 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 I it was definitely
2: Res- memorable and it was definitely a, a moment in time. I gotta
0: yeah. go WrestleMania 3 or WrestleMania 5.
2: What's the worst?
0: <sighs> Lawrence Taylor and Bam Bam Bagel at WrestleMania <laughs> 11. Honestly, there's <laughs> been worse ones of that. Uh because I'm thinking main event level, right? There's been a ton of horrible storylines in the mid-card stuff, for WrestleMania for, for main event. Probably Chris Jericho and Triple H in 2002. Triple H returning hero and the whole storyline ends up revolving around like Stephanie McMahon and that her dog bad. and stuff. So mm. I say WrestleMania 18 was the worst made event storyline. And yeah, I'll go three and five for the best. We'll just
1: go with this. Story All right. Now.
2: Well, I'm going to refer to our women's wrestling uh, enthusiast. Kirk Kilberg says best or just your favorite women's match in Mania history.
1: Uh, Mickey James and Trish Stratus at WrestleMania 22. I just, it's just, I don't know what it was about that match that just always makes me remember it. I mean, there was some really dirty things in that, in that storyline, like Mickey was in love with Trish and she was like stalking her and stuff, but I don't know, just the payoff of that match was really good. And that match is just always in my head. Um, I just remember watching it with all my friends and everything, and they knew how much I loved Trish. So that's always the one that – I mean, it's not necessarily the best wrestling match. It's just for me, like, the feud and everything behind it is what makes it so great to me.
2: Yeah. So, all right. So that is uh, your retro wrestling recommendation for the week. Um, Sambro, our our mailbag um, enthusiast, he says, do you find the laughing emoji insulting
1: when you post? No. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i mean i'm indifferent i i
2: uh
4: so if i
1: post something serious and somebody puts the laughing emoji yeah i'm offended <laughs> by that candy, my, you know
0: my freaking cat just got ran over and somebody hits you with a laughing emoji you get they're getting some heat with you
1: oh you better hope you don't have your address listed anymore <laughs>
2: <laughs> no i don't find it insulting um i i don't i tend to not be insulted by emojis like i, I think like you know i don't know i don't put much thought into it and if i post something and somebody puts like a mad face emoji or whatever like I just consider that like, okay, well,
0: You just didn't agree with what I said. Are we talking about the Facebook reactions and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's very easy to do the wrong one. Yes, I've had people. Yeah, yeah. I would. I would never get. Somebody actually put a laughing
2: emoji on my um my uh, Presley memorial video the other day, and I know I know this person didn't mean to, but like now when you look at it, you got to
0: hold down your thumb and yes, slide slide it it over. I know this person
2: didn't mean to do that, and it was just it's funny now because you look at the post and it's like you know got all the little care emojis and the heart emoji. There's one laugh.
1: There's like a laugh. Sociopath laughed at it. Dude. Yeah. Hey, if I don't laugh, I'll cry.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I don't get offended by by that kind of stuff. And being on, I think being on Chick foley for so long has like desensitized me. Like even if somebody says like you're a fucking idiot, you fucking Mark, like I, I like that's the you, <laughs> you whore, you lardo you, whore, you, <laughs> <whore>. you lard ass.
0: <laughs> yeah, I
2: don't um none of that stuff like affects me anymore. Like Stupid I just
0: divorce shield work
2: <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. All those. Cody fans that say that kind of stuff to me this week. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, no, I don't. Sambrose says, um, is Cardona working everyone again, or is he going to be a part of the Nightmare family?
0: I don't know. I thought we would have seen him tonight. It doesn't seem imminent. It seemed like he was... like uh, We kind of didn't even bother discussing Roger Mania, because it was, for the most part, a non-event. That's good. I thought if Cody won, we may see Cardona come out to be the first challenger. I don't know. I think he may really just be doing his indie thing. He's got... The big issue with him, he's been so successful with, you know, the podcast really blew up a lot after he got out. And they got their own figure line stuff going out. I don't know how... That stuff will go away. Yeah, I don't know how copacetic it would be for uh, him to come into WWE and keep all that stuff going. Uh, And I think, I don't know if the money, I don't know if it'd be worth it for WWE to pay him the amount of money it would take for him to get rid of all that stuff, so... I don't know. Maybe he'll just continue to be the indie god. He's carved out an
1: awesome niche for himself. He's probably the biggest indie star out there right now. Mm-hmm. The only reason he would go to WWE is the money because he's not winning like a main title or anything. He's not going for the world title. Yeah. I,
0: yeah, I agree. They'd have to promise him some, some serious cash or some sort of creative control. And obviously, see if Cody did. Cody can yeah. get the creative control to make it happen. I don't think Cardone is getting no. that. But I think he's totally fine to keep doing what he's been doing.
2: Brian Vermeer, what would your baseball walk up song be? Actually, Seth picks Jordan's walk up. Jordan picks. She- okay. I- I'm not good at this kind of thing. So I'm just going to ask around the horn what you're. Um- I'm
0: going to have Jordan
1: walking up to the Bellas theme song. You can look, <laughs> but you can't touch. That's what he's I had one picked out right? for Sheena because we saw this question last week. Okay. Will you pick it uh, up? Sheena's walking up to Chicken Head by what Project song, Bad. Bob? Chicken, chicken,
2: <laughs> Oh, okay. Yes. I know that song. Because <laughs>
1: you're a chicken
0: lady now. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
2: I like that. Okay. Ari, right, do you have a song for Seth? Oh. Or Seth, do you have a song for Ari? song. I, I gave
0: Jordan the Bell Seth's coming, you coming out. To you guys are one the music. Stunner. You know me.
2: I'm not good at the. I'm not good at these. Like improv- Ari's
0: such a sweet, like nice person. Probably the nicest out of the four of us. I would have her coming up with something just totally against personality. Like I'm thinking, like for whom the bell tolls by Metallica <laughs> or something like that. Have, like just something intense. <laughs> she like,
1: does have RBF, so it could scare sad. some people off. Yeah. so man, I'm thinking
0: for whom the bell tolls, ride the lightning, like some Slayer something like that. Like just. <laughs> Pure intimidation that she's welcome to play with her beautifully painted nails. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh,
2: Brian says his would be Barbie Girl by Aqua.
1: Solid. I can see that.
2: (laughs) Um, Sambro, of all the people that you know/slash follow, who do you think has the top fig collection? Gotta acknowledge the big dog, Kyle Peterson.
0: Um, I mean, Fig Heel, dude. It's, it's hard to pick the best. Yeah. Check out Fig Vault, dude. Fig Vault yeah, is unreal. Fig Heel's got a crazy one. Kyle Pearson's got a crazy one. I mean, ours is pretty. I, yeah. I don't put us up there. If I if I had the space, or I mean, I guess we could do it, but I'm just not really dedicated enough to put my whole collection on display at once. Um, I think Fig Vault, dude. I, if you go check out Fig, Joe Kelly, awesome fully yeah. fan yeah. member, once a member. Check out his IG. Finder
2: of the, uh, of the Rowan. Finder of the Rowan. Of, of the check Rowan out his Zone. IG,
0: which I, we need to have him on sometime, dude, because looking at it, it looks like a fucking fortress, dude. It looks like he's got, like, you know, Batman or Superman's, like, hideout. Yeah, like he They're goes down into a lair. Yeah, so yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that's a, a finished basement or what his situation is. Yeah, it's it is a vault. a vault. It's a fig vault. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but so I'm not going to say anybody's the best, but I'm going to say one that pretty much always I, like, stop and, stop like, really and look at. Yeah. Is uh, is Fig Vaults. Yeah. They're all
1: good dudes. So. They're all great though. Yeah, all, all,
0: all, so many awesome collections out there.
2: Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of like uh, micro collections out there that I think are awesome too. I don't think you have to have like a big sprawling collection to be like a, a good collector. So yeah, yeah we're definitely. just we're just like pulling like the freaking you know level one A like heinous collectors, dude. I mean, They're just dude, like
1: for for a solid three years, I thought I had one of the top fifty Funko collections. I mean, I was a completionist on WWE. I was a completionist on uh, horror. I was a completionist on stranger things. Uh, I had all the, all the, um, the NBA, NBA, NH or NBA, MLB and NFL puffs. I was a full completionist on all of those. And, Dude, it just—it got out of hand, man. I—I just—I can't do that much stuff. Like, I, Even I Funko was gonna have to keep buy up another. With dude, no I mean, was gonna have to buy another house. Yeah,
2: that's—it's—it's it's insane. Funko Funkos are a whole nother. I level, mean, we
1: were right? literally waiting in line every time that somewhere would open to get the new Funkos. <laughs> yes. Like, we were. I, oh I mean, I was God. that committed to it. Do you it. have a storage unit or are you able to keep everything at the house? Everything. All my stuff is at the house. We do have a storage unit, but all my collectibles are at the house. I ain't leaving those at a storage unit. Yeah, I really. can't believe some people leave their like shoe collections in a storage unit. I'm like, dude.
2: Jordan's like, you know, put all the family photos in the storage unit for bringing yeah. the Funkos in. Is that
1: wrong? <laughs> no. Just... Put your bed in a storage unit. Yeah,
2: we don't need all these extra pillows. What are you talking about? Um... Favorite streaming service? Sambro wants to know.
0: I say
1: Peacock because WWE's on there.
2: Yeah,
1: Peacock. I'm gonna go Netflix. I think Netflix streaming service for how long it's been around mm-hmm. and, and it, it had, just it keeps had, getting better.
2: It had The Office for a bajillion yeah. years. Then it, I mean, it had Stranger Things, which is a you know monster success. I mean, there's a ton of Netflix shows. I would probably say the for the longest time Netflix was the one that I watched the most. Um, but I do watch a lot of Peacock. 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 Ari. I can always find something to watch on Netflix, mm-hmm. so I'll go Netflix. Sethi, you you said Peacock. Peacock. oh, you said Peacock, okay. Yeah. HBO Max is a uh, is a uh, is a close second because I don't watch it the most, but the shit on there that I do watch is like freaking Meaningful. primo, yeah. Like yeah. all I remember. all the HBO, yeah, all yeah. the HBO shows. Like you have to have you know, a reason to tune into HBO yeah. Max. You are not just going to casually go browsing there, but like they all don't the... just
1: drop anything, on yes, there. like they exactly. drop good shows. They, yeah,
2: they they drop freaking primo content, so. HBO Max has to get a shout out. Do you guys have any tattoos? If not, what's something you like to get? I think we're all tattoo the virgins Oprah here. Gang. Yeah. yeah, we have zero tattoos between the all of us. So that's pretty freaking wild. Does anybody want any
0: tattoos? I don't, man. Because at this point, like, they've become so trendy. I feel like it's all. And shout out to anybody that's got tattoos, right? Yeah. It's awesome. I love like, tattoos. I, cool, cool I tattoos, think tattoos are cool. I feel like it's almost the cooler thing to just not have any tattoos at this point. I think if I was going to get some, because I, uh, because I, I don't think I've ever had like seen like one thing where I'm like, yo, this is like super compelling. I want to put this on my body for the rest of my life. I feel like I would have to go like full sleeves, right? Like, um, uh, you know, full sleeves. Uh, so that way, nothing really like, I don't got to have any deep meaning on any one particular tattoo. And at this point, it'd just be kind of weird if I was sitting out of nowhere,
1: I got full sleeves. Yeah. The only thing like I've nearly committed to. I don't know, 50 times is getting Zoe's name, date of birth, and then, like, her foot and her handprint on my chest. But, dude, I mean, that's on your body forever. So, you better make sure it's meaningful. Because, dude, a lot of people get shitty tattoos when they're 18 years old and, like, that's on your body yeah. forever now. And also, dude, I know they're more accepted, but like if you're in a sales job, like I'm in a sales job. Yeah. I can't be rolling in there with my I don't know, nowadays, all up. Nowadays
2: it doesn't really matter. I don't know. They there's
1: the, definitely dude, there's people that won't so do business bad. with me because I have facial hair. They've wow. told me. They sure have told me.
2: That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, the I like the kid thing, but yeah, but if you're like, you know, naked and doing it, you're like looking at baby feet, you know what I mean? Like it's just <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of, I'd be like. You're thinking
1: more of like a naked lady just (laughs) sprawled out of my chest. You think that'd be better? (laughs)
2: Like some sort of like sea wench with her tits out, (laughs) you
1: know? Yeah, now we're talking.
2: Oh man, Thomas Montalto, the OG Fig Kid. He says, "When will the OG Fig Kid be on your show? I hear he's a big fan of yours."
0: Probably pretty soon. We need to get him on here. We've been to, talking
2: uh, about this for years. We love, we love Tom. Tom is like an We I, just
0: we've never really done guests, man. Like I think it's been less than 10 episodes in the entire almost 5 years we've been doing this stuff. Yeah. We've actually had guests. It's just it's just not something that we really do but tom we'll, we're going to i give you my word before WrestleMania 40 we'll find a way to get you on the show yeah, you've I'm, been I'm, an awesome long-time supporter and a good podcaster in your own right so maybe next time we got a big figure heavy episode we'll, we'll bring the OG fig kit along
2: yeah so make sure you check out everything that tom drops over on the turnbuckle tavern feed they have i mean a ton of content on their youtube and and their podcast feed so we love you tom um tom want hit us uh, with another one Biggest mania miss, something you guys think would have been a great mania moment that we never got.
0: I don't know. That's a tough one, man. It's been for biggest mania miss. Um, I feel like the the fact that the Shield triple threat happened on a battleground
1: pay-per-view and not a WrestleMania-made yes. event. I think
2: yeah, they should have nice. built that to make it more important.
1: There's, there's two for me. Um, Bray not beating Cena at WrestleMania 30 to me is still one of the all-time biggest blunders in wrestling history. I am a Bray fan, but you can ask anybody. That is a huge yeah. blunder. Um, the other one is I still think also Blunder was not doing S.H.I.E.L.D. and Wyatt Family on WrestleMania. Yeah. That yes. match at Elimination 30. Chamber is one of the best matches I, I seriously think that's like one of my top 5 comfort matches. I just I love that yeah. match so much. Everything uh-huh. about it was great. And if they could they if they would have saved that for us man, that would have eliminated the <gasps> Cena issue also,
0: right? Just get Cena out of the picture and let those guys go yeah. at it. Yeah,
2: it sucks. All right, last question. TNT Tyson Trevino, kind of The Pi Foundation's number 1 fan says, "What are your thoughts on a new version of WWE Championship after me? Do you guys want to see a new belt?" Design. I really don't mind
0: the design. I mean, it's going that design is going back to 2014, so they've typically never really kept a belt design for, for nine straight years. I think the Winged Eagle was right about nine years, um, and that's the other one that's been around the longest, but it's a clean design, man. I know some people don't like it. They think it's kind of obnoxious just being the big logo, but I think the belts look fine, so yeah. I wouldn't be opposed to a change, but I don't feel like they have to change the belts. Yeah.
1: I mean, I love Big Gold and um, Winged Eagle, all that stuff, but I mean- at this point, like, dude, the, all the titles kind of... The the one titles I think they should change. I still think the t- tag titles are absolutely repug. I think those are some of the worst titles in wrestling. Yeah. I wish they would go back to the old tag titles. But, I, I mean, I'm fine with the world titles. I yeah, think they're fine. Yeah, I think
2: they're fine. And at this point, WWE has proven that they are all – they're about sponsorships, marketing, branding, all of that. And, like, nothing says WWE like a giant WWE logo. Like
1: That's why I don't understand why the tag titles world, you know? still look the way they look. Yeah. Like I mean, those – they're just fucking hideous. <laughs> I hate those tag titles so much.
2: Oh, man. Well, that wraps up our listener mail.
0: All right. Please. That is it for the WrestleMania recap pod wars episode. Thank you guys for sticking with us. It's been over two hours. That's crazy. I had to look
2: at the time. I was like, wow. Yeah.
0: This one flew by. It was a lot of fun. Uh, thanks Sheena and Ari, the pod wives for joining us. And, uh, Jordan, leave us with some closing thoughts before we hit your all time favorite song, walking in Memphis for the out. Oh
1: man, you guys are in for a real treat tonight. Hopefully Seth plays the whole song for you. Um, man, you can't finish the story when you lose. So, uh, I'll just wish you guys a good week. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys next time.
2: Use lard on your wings. Lard.
4: Put on my blue suede shoes And I boarded the plane Touchdown down in the land of the Delta Blues In the middle of the pouring rain W.C. Won't you look down over me? Yeah, I got a first-class ticket, but I'm as blue as a boy can be.
3: Then I'm walking in Memphis. Just walking with my feet ten feet off a beam. Walking in Memphis.
4: But do I really feel the way I feel? Saw the ghost of Elvis.